0: episode like colombo will be going up to the vaccine lads gone just one more thing can i just ask you but it's not just them it's yeah. the food industry yeah. it's education it's the
1: social media okay guys welcome to special bonus bonus America show Little swap cast we did with gordo over at the conspiracy guys fun show we decided we just dump it out as a bonus in the episode.
2: Yeah, we got a couple extra episodes, or well, we have enough in the can that we're going to put this one out as a bonus. I think it was pretty long too, from what I remember.
1: I think it's like two it and a, a half hours.
2: It was a great chat. I mean, we had some really good back and forth about vaccine and stuff. Like it was, uh, you know, it's great to to talk to people in the in this so called you know conspiracy community where you can not agree on everything, and everything's not a big conspiracy. Sometimes we disagree, and we can hash it out.
1: Yeah, like it was fun chat, yeah, and I still like Gordo, great, That's good, yeah. he went on 13 questions too, our other show, 13questionspodcast.com, yeah. check it out, 13 oh, yeah, questions, we're yeah, yeah. loving, yeah. we just went on, uh, what was it, Cosmic Keys, yeah. they, they had heard it, they liked it, so you yeah. guys, if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out, 13 questions, um, yeah, so yeah, we had Gordo on that too, that'll be coming out soon as well, Um yeah, that was you know I, I kind of I was late to the party on conspiracy guys, but oh accents are always fun. Yeah, it's so easy yeah. to listen to. A,
2: yeah, they a, do some really good deep dives on stuff. Like they oh, go yeah. into four and a half five hour chats about stuff. Three like four, four really, five hour yeah, episodes. Yeah. yeah, and I'm gonna be interested to see because he hasn't published his his vaccine when we did all the research. And I, I think you got, you know, I mean, he, I don't think you changed his mind at all, but I think he's thinking about it. There's some stats in there that I don't think he was really aware of. And and ever since that episode, I keep seeing these vaccine memes come up and there's there's, there's more and more evidence that really shows that, you know, that we're on to something. Like it's not as simple as just, uh, you know, we have to vaccinate for some sort of unknown future disease, disease that thaws in the ice or whatever. Like it's, you know. What? We have
1: Is that a problem? It's all on diseases? Yeah, dude. Ah oh, fuck.
2: It's all gonna come as the globe warms up and starts melting, diseases come out of the ice.
1: Son of a bitch. And
2: we're fucked. Unless yeah. we vaccinate. Everybody vaccinate
1: now. We gotta get in on this ride. <clears throat> anyway, great chat with Gordo. Ah, uh, fun guy. Fun guy. Fun guy. He's coming to America soon, too, right away. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we can bump into him someplace on his trip. Seemed like he'd be a fun guy to hang out with. Uh, what else did we want to kill? Oh, yeah. Uh, we had to cover support in the show, goamerica.ca slash support. Uh, get access to the black budget and all that stuff. We can use some more support. We're giving you these bonus episodes, all that fun stuff. And also, if you are a supporter of the show at any level and you want to go to CAC but you can't afford a ticket, We're going to give away a ticket to a supporter of the show, any level. So that's any current supporter or anyone who signs up to be a supporter between now and April 20th, and you will be email. So you got to sign up. either got to be a supporter or sign up to be a supporter between now and April 20th. That's the first thing you got to have checked. The next thing you got to do is email adam, A-D-A-M, at grandamerica.com. Email him your name and your email address. And we will put you on the list and on april 20th we'll draw a name and we'll give a ticket away to a supporter that's a good reason you should support the show of course we're talking about our cac cac 2019 contact at the cabin at elk lake lodge in colorado which is a a bit of a mansion we're going to have some camping spots some bunk spots some private room spots all those details over at badcomet.com. Uh, the last weekend is sold out with a waiting list. There's still some availability in the first weekend and the second weekend. That shit's going to go quick. Randall's going on a couple of podcasts in the next couple of weeks. I know he's going on a conspiracy farm next week and he's going on THC in the next few weeks. And it's probably a good idea to make something happen. If you're thinking about getting a ticket, do it now. Of course, Maybe you, we're going to raffle off a spot. We're going to raffle off a camping spot for the second trimester, from the 20th to the 23rd of May. When you do 30 tickets, 20 bucks a pop. So there's another angle you can get in at. You can buy yourself a ticket or two for that. That's, uh, again, email adamacroamerica.com if you want to get in on the raffle. and uh, we're only going to sell 30 tickets. So 20 bucks, you got a what a three percent chance. If you buy two, you' got a six percent chance. Win in that spot. Yeah, it's pretty good. The supporter one's going to be harder to win. I'm not going to lie. But I mean, it's a shot. And all you have to do is support the show, which you should be yeah, doing. Yeah, hopefully
2: anyway. we get more than 30 people signing up uh, to be in that supporter one.
1: And oh, yeah, there's already a, ton, a bunch of people signed up for the supporter giveaway. Yeah. A lot of people are biting that. Anyway, it's going to be great. Check out badcomet.com. You don't want to miss this. You're going to be sorry you missed this. I'm telling you. It's the synchronicities and everything that are coming up around it. It's going to be one for the books. It's going to be that one. And there'll be others, and we'll do other things down the road. But uh, something tells me this one's going to be special. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. Badcomet.com. Grimerica.ca slash support. Visit both those websites today, and at least look around. You don't have to commit to anything. Look around. It doesn't hurt to look. It doesn't cost you anything to look. What else you got? Check out the newsletter. Grimerica.ca slash news. Anything else to cover? Any other housekeeping?
2: No, just the regular uh, Great America stuff, you know, when also supporters get the Black Budget Feed. Did you talk about that? I did not. No. So the Black Budget Feed where we do some extra content, we've been doing some reading of some essays and uh, Ted Kaczynski's book, Darren reads that a little bit. We've had some awesome ones with some friends on recently where we talk about some cool stuff.
1: Well, I'm, I've got some, actually, I've got we've got some Randall Carlson content that we're going to be putting in the Black Budget here right away too. <laughs> yeah. Another reason to support. There's so many reasons to support, it's crazy. If you're not supporting, why not? You can yeah. be a one percenter.
2: Because we do need it, actually. We do yeah. need the support That's it. to keep the lights on. And, uh, and you can leave a voicemail. More
1: importantly, we're going to keep the internet on.
2: Yeah, you can leave a voicemail or text, too, at one four zero three seven zero two six zero eight three and 702 6083 Get some uh, swag. Oh yeah, send in synchronicity, sightings, reports, all that kind of stuff. Stories.
1: Spam, Graham. Trip
2: reports. Graham at com.
1: Also, grandamerica.ca slash swag. Check out the stickers and shirts and all yeah. that fun and the stuff. Chats.
2: Chats the chats. Chats. Perpetual yeah. Discord going on.
1: Grandamerica.ca slash chats. Review the show. Hey, review the show. show. Grandamerica.ca slash iTunes. You can review the show. Helps us out. Yeah. But we're not even in the top 200 and We're kicked off the list.
2: Darren thinks we got review kicked the off the list. Share the
1: show. We're shadow banned. This is the first step. I'm telling you. Review the show. Share the show. Tell your friends about this motherfucker and support it. And most of all, enjoy this chat with Gordo from the Conspiracy Guys. Check out their podcast. They're great. Gordo, great guy.
2: We've got Gordo with us tonight. He's been dabbling in writing music, photography, and filmmaking, but really what he is, is the presenter, producer, and editor of Those Conspiracy Guys, which is an amazing podcast from across the pond in Ireland. Hopefully he's going to be fulfilling his promise to all of North America by coming over here one day for a long extended trip. So welcome to the show,
0: Gordo. Thanks very much, boys. One day soon, hopefully. Yeah, I hope you do. He,
2: hope we can meet up with you chicken body, but
0: I'm... Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting ready for the uh, the lice powder bath in uh, Ellis Island, right quick. The other way they have to wash down us Irish when we come over.
1: <laughs> Are you gonna take the boat? Are you gonna take a boat? That'd be something. I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, that. yeah. A boat, man. They're the coffins. Get up against that wall there, Paddy. That's the way it's gonna go.
0: I don't think it matters if you try and go to, over the border with a
2: bunch of camera gear and all. I don't think that. I mean, what if we go across there, it doesn't really matter,
1: does we it? We don't say anything and they don't ask. Yeah you, they just don't yeah,
2: you just don't tell them what's there, really. I hope they don't search. Ah, uh,
1: yeah,
0: come on, hope, hope.
1: <laughs> 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 hope
0: My whole life and land in with a fucking Pelican case full of camera gear and chance it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they're like, well, okay, we'll, we'll let you in, but if I see you doing <laughs> any documentaries, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well like and then not only t- that then the documentary comes out and they're like you ain't coming back motherfucker
0: you're done Exactly exactly I fly I fly one drone in one national park and the F- FAA are up my hole and I get banned for life No 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 sir I'll do it the legitimate way Thank you very much
2: Do you think America's a little sensitive about documentaries these days? They might be
0: Um between that the government shut down border control and just in general, Ronald. What, what if they look at you? very sensitive about the borders and people coming in. Um I you know, it's a it's a it's a long it's a long drawn out system of application and it's longer than I anticipated, but I'm looking forward very much to going right being on. there, to meeting all these fantastic people do you worry some of the crazy ones
2: do you worry that when you get to the border they look up you look up your name and they see those conspiracy guys on there and they're like so what do you do for 11 and then you don't even explain
0: that i mean i don't even think it'll (laughs) if to have a problem with it i would find out a lot sooner than me being you know standing in jfk with the tsa tipping my passport like i'd say i'll find out a lot sooner than that but look i'm not worried i'm not stressing out about it
2: no that's good
0: The universe is good, my friends. Yep, universe is
2: good. Yeah, it's gonna follow your
0: intention. As as the Irish say, "What's far you won't go past you."
1: Well, that's kind. We always just roll into the border, and it's just like, just be kind, be polite, and shut the fuck up about the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, but you're you're Canadians, man.
0: It could, you know, it could. (laughs) It's like it's like uh, Fonzie coming down into the Cunningham's house. It's just like. He, he might be slightly unwelcome, but it's like, no one's going to say anything,
1: you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Get back up to the attic, Henry. Doesn't happen. Make sure you clear your phone first. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? <laughs> Would they check your phone? You, well, they, uh, they say if they ask you for your phone, you can't say no. You can, yeah, but, but, but if, you, if you want to not come into the country.
0: You can give them your phone, but you you're not obliged to give them your biometric data, like your face or your password. In Canada you you are. Yeah, well Canada's, you know lost. Uh pra- practice for uh, the new world uh, order. 1984. 1984. Yeah. Yeah. A, George, yeah. a George Orwell um fucking uh, uh theme park, countrywide theme park, <laughs> man. It's yeah. Is it that bad? Welcome, welcome to Orwell Land.
1: Yeah, is it like that in Ireland as well? Are we further along than you? Or I, I always think of like us in Ireland, in the UK, and most of Europe is being pretty well aligned.
2: No, I think Ireland's not quite as bad as the rest of Europe, mainland. No, Europe. we
0: we've had a long a long time to uh, mull in our oppression. <laughs> uh, we've we we've, we've found ways to, to to get around the the horrifically uh, heavy weight of of Catholic guilt that's around all of our actions um you know alcohol drugs uh you know anything illegal or illicit sexual thoughts sex before marriage you know i mean we, we're used to we're used to these kind of victim victimhood uh, uh monikers people are like oh no you can't do that to me i'm only a child father like come on now um There's loads of stuff happening here. I heard you guys talking about what are the kids that get taken by the orphanages in Canada?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's something that I think Darren wants to get into a little bit more, actually.
0: Yeah, like, that. that, talk about that shit. Like, Ireland, Ireland as well. People in Ireland are well used to, you know, being polite and cordial. We're known around the world for being pure sound. And it's not wrong, but there are some certain, like, repressions. There are some certain... Opinions, especially about multiculturalism and integration. Like Ireland is super, super multicultural and very progressive. But like anywhere else that's heavily progressive, like politically, it has restrictions on some kind of conversations. Um, it's not as bad or authoritarian or dogmatic as Canada. um You know, there's no enforced speech around here. But we did just vote out through referendum a blasphemy law. That was written into the constitution uh, uh you know what 18 85 years ago and the constitution of ireland is written by a politician and a bishop and the two of them just took like one page each just went go on i write all this politics stuff and then you write all the religious repression stuff right like uh abortions and masturbation and all that put masturbation in the constitution <laughs> like it's fucking ridiculous like we <laughs> do we just we just voted out uh, um the eighth amendment to the constitution that stops uh, women getting abortions, safe and legal abortions. We just voted that shit out in Ireland. We were the first country in the world by referendum to legalize same-sex marriage and America followed suit very soon after. So, I mean, we're progressive to a point, but like when you saw the protests of the repeal, the eighth, which are the, the uh, pro-choice people. And then the pro-life are no voters on the streets. And you had people kicking the shit out of each other. You know, going up and punching and attacking people because they're like, oh, you believe in abortion? Buff. You're like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Um, I think at the time there was a lot of stuff, a lot of kind of tumultuous behavior on uh, on YouTube. And there was a lot of these like, uh, you know, conservative protests that were being infiltrated by armed Antifa, kind of masked insurgents and, base stick man and all the shit was going on so the irish were just like come on let's, they're all having a row let's let's find a reason have a fight and a few points." but um it was really important referendum and it, and it kind of brought us up to the level of of any kind of modern nation but there was an extra level to it where there's a lot of kind of sycophantic behavior and a lot of like, if we're going to talk about censorship, like, there's one little thing, and, you know, it might be interesting for your audience, and it definitely is for mine, because we didn't talk about it much when it was on, but, like, there was this um, service, right, catch this time, there was this service on Twitter oh. called, called Repeal Shield. Uh,
2: you, I heard you talking about it on your show on Cultural Marxism, it's like a four and a half hour show you did oh. back last fall, and that was fantastic, yeah, I wanted to get into that a little bit more with you
0: fucking hell man repeal shield and and it's not it's not a standalone instance you ever heard that Darren? Like, No, i came across by accident right
2: yeah
0: and it's and basically it an you app personally too can, right it's an app that you can get well you see uh, uh, repeal shield was was the 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 title that this was given and i don't know the app i can't remember the app now that they were using but there's a special app that you can get and you attach it to a twitter account And then whoever follows that Twitter account is added to a list, and then that list is managed. The owners of those Twitter accounts are managed by uh, a third party, and they add people to a list of blocked individuals on Twitter. So I'll just do that one more time. So you follow this uh, follow this Twitter account, and it adds you to a list, and that list is managed by a bunch of people who. Block other people on Twitter for you block on your t- block behalf. Block together. Yeah. So oh, that's like those block go, lists. And that's stuff, a block right? together. The block that's what the app and, app is called. Yeah. So if you want to just not see uh, a bunch of people, because there was lots of people getting abuse, and in fairness, no, it wasn't great. It wasn't fair. A lot of people were getting an awful lot of. A lot of public figures who were speaking out were getting an awful lot of targeted abuse, right? And. um As we found out last night on Joe Rogan, uh, Twitter are really, (laughs) really uh, efficient at getting rid of targeted abuse. Tim Poole is absolutely spanking the shit out of uh, Jack Dorsey on Joe Rogan about that. But back then, like we're talking about a year, a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And people subscribed to this fucking ban list and had somebody else control what this would see and not see based on like subjective decisions. Yeah. Of the people who ran it, it wasn't like an official thing. It was just like a bunch of people saying, "Hey, we, you know, people report meanies who say mean things to us, and we put them on this list. If you don't want to ever see that mean, join this list." And and my account was put on it, and I started not being able to see uh, certain accounts that I was following, or there was one guy who was sharing a bunch of tweets, and it was like this tweet is unavailable to you, and I was like, "Why?" And I did a bit of deal, and it took me a day or two to find out it was on this fucking banned list. I contacted people and I went, hey, what the fuck? Why am I banned? And they were like, oh, sorry. And they took me off it. But how many people are on there who didn't even realize? Exactly. And with Twitter, like if you're banned, you don't know that people aren't seeing your thing. Your likes and retweets might go down. Your comments might go down. But like, you don't know. And then you have Jack Dorsey sitting in, uh, in front of the, the, the House Oversight Committee answering questions on, on Twitter, shadow banning Republican uh, congressmen and women who are putting out you know undesirable messages and were just shadow banned and those people were tweeting away like gobshites thinking that people were seeing their fucking tweets and nobody was seeing anything because they were they were just going nowhere like these these operations were happening in Ireland too and I think a kind of pervasive dogmatic censorship of opinion is really unhealthy for any kind of debate. Now, we ended up voting it true. I voted yes. I, I was pro-choice. Uh, but pro-choice doesn't mean pro-abortion. And exactly. there is a difference.
2: There's a middle ground on that whole debate. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. crazy.
0: There is a difference, but I would prefer someone to have the choice to not to rather than be forced to leave the country or be forced to buy some fucking tablets through the Post from Germany and roll around in your bed for two days Fucking shooting blood out of your vagina, like it's much healthier to be able to go to a to a doctor and do it under medical supervision. So, like, it's this polarization. Like, if you're not a hundred percent with us you're a hundred percent against this, yeah. and yeah. it's it's becoming more. Since I recorded that show, lads, like well, it's becoming more more pervasive. That's what so I was going to talk about. Stuff.
2: Like, you recorded that. I would listen to it. It's from October, the end of October, I think. And so much has changed since then. And I mean, it was a fantastic show. You guys were talking about you know, a lot of the censorship sh- ship and cultural Marxism. And, and I mean, you had Colette with you, which was a really good yeah. refreshing view of like the other side in a way, with, even though we're not on sides, but more of that view of, of, uh, from Ireland and what's, and a lot of it was about what's happening in America. And it was really interesting for me to see that she just didn't seem to be getting a lot of what you were saying. Like she didn't seem to understand she- that this is not a censorship of a white supremacist group saying like something really hateful. This is censorship of people that don't oppose a pretty uh, extremely left political view. I mean, it's censoring people from the left to center and on in some, in some cases, or sometimes it's just independent media. Like it's turning into, into uh, it's going to be a few unelected tech giants that can just tell everybody in the world what they can talk about. I mean, that's what it's coming to. It's getting really scary.
0: And it's a slippery slope, and it's getting closer to it. And watching Tim Poole ask those questions of, you know, uh, uh, I think it's pronounced Vijaya Gad, Vijaya Gad, and Jack Dorsey and Joe Rogan, like he he was he was hitting hard there and going, "Hey, good,
2: good." Tim Tim's the guy to do. Maybe that. they'll give him a
0: job. Holy shit! Hey, maybe <laughs> Twitter's like, you know, I <laughs> well, we're he, gonna hire him. He, he is a le- like he is on the left. You know, he's a socialist. Um, yeah, but for when Fox you takes. but. But you wouldn't be
2: able to tell because he, he talks about everything in a really non-biased objective way.
1: Well, you way, know why? Like really you know does. why? And I was like thinking about it the other day because, yeah. and we're, we're talking we're getting into cultural Marxism a little bit later. And I'll tell you why someone in Tim Pool's position is extremely fucking cognizant of that. It's because if you want to get into socialism and you want to be a bureaucracy to be in charge of, decisions that directly affect your life you know i think you can look at what these social media giants have the power they have right now is sort of a precursor to what you're looking at in the technological socialistic society so you know if you're looking at the very fucking beginnings of that censoring opinion and shadow banning and banning and dissenters and all that then i mean You know, that's, and, and I don't want, I don't want to get into whether true socialism has ever been tried or not, but I would argue that Tim Poole probably thinks it hasn't. I I shouldn't even say on his behalf, but, um, you know, to, to go down that road of more Bernie Sanders's view on things, you fucking need to be able to trust the people that are in power a hundred percent. Otherwise, yeah, they're just gonna fucking I mean, steamroll you no, like they have in the past. And
2: you know like, they can't even have a discussion. And this is one of the things that 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 I felt like Colette kind of got wrong is is she Who's felt Colette? like he, it was a co-host in uh, a special mm-hmm. co-host on the show and the, their four and a half show back in the okay. fall. So, but she was seemed to think that that it was the how do I don't I don't even know what labels to use now. I don't want to
0: be. Be polarizing.
2: Go on, say back. it. But the but the, the right, it, like the the.
0: cool, K- 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 man. Super Nick, smart. She knows her shit. She has her opinions, yeah, and she's she, able to defend totally, them totally. And and since we've talked, since and and she's she's expressed like some changes and some. You see, I was I was hitting her up with things. I'm I'm I'd be like, uh, I guess what you call like a ethnographer or whatever. Like I'm gleaning all this information from the internet. None of this shit is first hand I don't have any trans friends, uh, I, I, so I don't know. Like firsthand, but any that yes, shit is. I'm listening to other people from both sides talk about all this stuff. I'm synthesizing all the information. I'm trying to make an informed opinion based on my knowledge, and I reserve the right to be wrong. If I'm wrong, and someone can show me how and why, I'll say, "Okay, let's change my mind." And I go back and I'll edit uh, uh, my opinion yeah. and yeah. publicly state that shit. Yeah. I think at the time, the, the examples and stuff that I was using, maybe she wasn't familiar with them. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> the way I maybe kind of. Uh, I guess, maybe semi-aggressively. No, put no. Some of them forward. We ended up going off into mad tangents that I hadn't planned. And I, I, I missed about 50% of the actual meat and bones on the Cultural Marxism episode about the structure of, of cultural Bolshevism and the Frankfurt School and all of these guys, Gramsci and all, and, and their philosophies and how it came through the 60s and into the 90s and now through the college system. Like a lot of it was left in, I think like okay. semi, semi-useful debate around semantics that people seem to f- have be entertaining, but it wasn't what I had envisaged for that show. Yeah. And I could go back and do it again. And to be honest, I think in 2020 we'll probably have to go back and look at it from an, like a, a, an episode on political correctness, let's say. So Colette, like oh, yeah, while yeah. I know you said she wasn't right a hundred percent, like some of that stuff she maybe not a, hadn't, wasn't prepared for. So she got some stuff wrong. But oh
2: like, yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm not criticizing at all because it was great to yeah. see, that, that viewpoint, but it was just a bit shocking because some of the things like just, just from the realizing that people see it in a different way that like, that the conservatives in the United States don't want to discuss things. Whereas from where we stand, it's more the opposite where it's like, it's the, it's the, some of the, the, uh, sort of the more social justice movement that won't really discuss things. Like it's a complete opposite, opposite, uh, feeling that that i get from the the debate that's going on and then um
0: go ahead yeah in canada it's it's a completely different environment to uh, america whereas the the the, i don't think there is an opposition to the social justice culture in canada uh publicly anyway no not,
2: not really no no can, it seems you, that you, it's you can,
0: so pervasive, and it's so like uh, well, because you can't t-
2: you can't talk about it. That's that's kind of what I'm yeah. getting at. Is, is there's no you can't really discuss it without be being looked at as a you know as a racist or transphobe or something like that. It's that's the feeling. I'm not saying it's exactly like that, but that's the feeling I think people have.
0: And even to legislate against publicly, you know, declaring your opinion one way or the other uh, in America, they have that free speech thing, and you know, it's real handy. <laughs> and uh, well,
2: not for long. Yeah.
0: You have, wow. well, I mean, you have um, like Fox News, and you have you have uh, like public public forums, like YouTube, that have conservative dissenters and people who are able to have an opinion and get an audience and and you know maintain that message. And even from the president down, like the president is going, the liberal media is fake news; they're reporting fake stuff. And more and more of these things are being called out, like uh, the Jussie Smollett thing where he was, you know, trying to start some some start some start shit and paid some Nigerians to to knock him around a bit. And he told some lies and he got caught. And then the media was like,
3: brilliant,
0: like, let's, let's put this everywhere. And then after two days, they were like, oh, shit, he made it up quick, retract. And I don't think it got as much backlash as it's like the mainstream media didn't get as much backlash as they should have got because yeah. they entirely showed their bias. They didn't properly apologize or, or correct the record. And more and more do you get cases like this, you know, uh, we were, it was brought up uh, last, last night with, um, with Jack and Vijaya and, and Tim Poole and Joe Rogan where Alex Jones is banned and Sargon is banned and all these guys are banned off Twitter. And yet the likes of Kathy Griffin and, and some other kind of leftist celebrities are doxing the kids from Covington. and, uh, and and comfort their debts and all oh, that stuff. Oh, good, he brought guys, that up.
2: That's great.
0: And there's there's a there's a fucking there's such a, like a hypocrisy and a double standard that leans towards a leftist ideology that is really upsetting and unfair. And if stuff is not done about it, it's just going to become the the pervasive culture. And people subjectively like the repeal shield, like the. So just some people on a computer, no legally <laughs> legally uh, elected representatives or people who are um qualified for the position. you have people like the Southern Poverty Law Center, or as I like to call it, the Lawrence Southern Poverty Law Center. You have these motherfuckers who just go okay you're a hate group now. you yeah. said some shit you 're a hate group yeah. It's like Oprah Winfrey like who's a hate group like you 're a hate group you're a hate group you 're a hate group. It's totally subjective. Yeah. It's totally subjective. They just pick. They just go. Proud boys. Okay. Hey group. Yeah. Get. Take all their bank accounts away. Take all their fucking. You know. Remove all their social media. Those guys are are as good as Nazis. And you're like, how can this be allowed to happen? How can a How can an organization like that, like the ADL, you know, never forget? Like the ADL will come down and say you say some shit about the Jews. Spank you're fined, you're this, you're that. And they have, uh, they they they, they kind of have, you know, a little bit of history behind it. They kind of have some, some power behind them and they're able to enforce that and everybody has agreed, okay, the ADL, they can do what they like. And the Southern Poverty Law Center come up and go, do you know, like, uh, do you know, those, those, um, Daffy Duck or Bugs Bunny cartoons and they had the big dog and then they had the little dog It's like hey Spike how you doing Spike what are we doing today Spike like the Southern Poverty Law Center is that little dog to the to Spike the ADL the big bulldog he's like oh so who are we gonna call a hate group today Spike what's gonna happen and and they're just going around and going like fucking making it rain like uh, designations of hate
2: which wouldn't be be as bad if 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 there wasn't a bunch of stuff being ignored from one side. I mean, I always thought that I always thought that we were under the understanding like five years ago or whatever, that violence was not acceptable from anybody. Like you, you were allowed to maybe call each other names or threats of violence. Exactly. That that was where the line was drawn. Like you can't threaten somebody's physical safety. Like, and now it's being allowed. How can you, how can you call out to call somebody a Nazi and punch them in the face or actually, Allow Antifa to go out and and propagate violence, and there's nobody from the leadership on that side calling it out. I mean, there, you know, and and it should happen from the from both sides. I mean, any kind of violence like that should be called out.
0: For for Clinton, Bush, and Obama, if anyone ever put something online or are you know rang up like pranked the White House, like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill the president, they would be, there'd be Secret Service at your house. Do you know? Yeah. And now Kathy Griffin can, can put up a fucking cut off head, bloody head of Donald Trump and hold him up by the hair. And she can, she can get the cover of magazine and she can get all over the news and all. And she can like, you know, willfully wish harm on young kids in red hats oh. standing in Washington. And she still ends up staying on Twitter and no one like spanks her. No one calls her out. She's just no recrimination for, for Kathy Griffin's actions at all which further empowers other people to do the same, they yeah. may not have the same type of social consciousness or they may not have the, I guess, the public awareness or the social awareness of, of their actions where she's going like, yeah, fuck these people, punch them in the face. And then some guy's like, punch them in the face. Okay. And actually does it. Kathy Griffin has no intention of actually inflicting probably bodily harm on somebody. She yeah. just talks a big talk. Yeah, But there's some dope in a fucking black pajamas at some anti-fire rally with a stick, who's just like, "Yeah, I'll have a bit of it," and then bashes some cunt with a bike lock in the head. Like, do you know, uh, it's it's allowed, and and because they they use phrases like "Oh, we're on the right side of history," or you know, "This is this is the right thing to do," or you know, "We're fighting Nazis," and they're putting up memes like ten little fucking uh, uh, dweebs dressed in dressed in black pajamas, you know, on the streets of Portland, going like, "No." Uh, what is it? No Trump. No wall. No USA at all. We're anarchists. Yeah. It's like, show us your face. No. And they will put that meme, the picture of those people on top of a bunch of World War II soldiers coming off of one of those landing boats from Saving Private Ryan and going, we're all fighting Nazis. And you're like, mm-hmm.
2: "Oh." Well, and then toxic meme creation is going to be treated the same as doxing and harassment. I mean, all of a sudden that's not going to be legal anymore. Like they're going to somehow subjectively categorize your meme meme, as toxic,
0: especially if it's probably making fun of
2: somebody on on the left.
0: Yeah, the ADL designated Pepe the Frog as a hate speech symbol. And you're like, no, he's a frog, (laughs) a cartoon frog. What are you going to do?
2: And then you what know? about Facebook? I mean, they're deboosting the the live stream. They had that uh, that video come yeah. out of them. You know, action deboost live distribution of a specific content. So it's yeah. hap- it's not just happening with with uh, extreme views on one side. It's like anything that's not fitting that mold in Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, YouTube, YouTube. I mean, the banks, like he just said, the banks are now getting involved. I mean, this is this is this has gotta stop or it's getting it's getting scary. I mean, if you don't have the infrastructure to do your own content, that who's who's gonna make it through this?
0: Yeah, like there was talk about subscribes there not being able to find a, a, a money processor to get the money out for those people who moved from Patreon. Um, there's obviously something coming from higher up to say like don't be dealing with them. Now I could understand it. As a business practice, you don't want your financial organization associated with people who could be, you know, uh,
2: violent people? political
0: insurgents. Yeah, violent political insurgents. I don't even think it's th- that serious, though. It's just uh, like a bunch of people who are saying words on the Internet uh, to people who like hearing those words and who are willing to give them a couple of dollars a month to hear them. And it's it's been blown out of all proportion. And because now... YouTuber, because there's such a competent opposition to this type of thought and this type of thought policing and political correctness and, you know, um, cultural Bolshevism, like the small victim class trying to control everybody else, which is, it's a fight for power. It's a power grab. And they all want to be in charge. And if they were in charge, you know, we, we could make it work. We could make socialism work. If, if you only gave us a chance, we'd be able to do it. And I think that if you're pushing that uh, pushing that ideology and that agenda from all different social media, it's very obvious what the pervasive dogma or the pervasive uh, political ideology is destined for. If all of the social media and all of these platforms are pointing the same way, obviously there's somebody pointing them that way.
2: Exactly. And we have
0: to look higher to see like, what is that and why Um, we can't just be looking at YouTube and blaming them or looking at Twitter and blaming them for it. The answers to those questions need to be, need to be given. And Tim Poole was asking some answers of these people from Twitter last night and he wasn't getting any, any, he wasn't getting any answers. They were going, okay, we appreciate that. We'll look into it. Okay. <laughs> we'll look into that. Like, wow. like, <clears throat> It was such a fucking backpedal. And if anyone hasn't watched it, like when this stream is over, go and watch it. It's absolute podcast gold. Um, yeah, it's, from fella, it's from a fella who doesn't, who who like doesn't uh, ally with my personal politics because he's, he's a decided like leftist. He's a socialist uh, uh, supporter. And yet he was still out there like fighting the good fight for free speech and, and internet freedoms. And asking really hard questions, questions that Joe didn't ask the first time when, when Jack Dorsey was sitting in front of him and he got the world of shit for, he was called a CIA shill and he was called bought and paid for. And Joe was afraid to ask because he loses his blue tick and you know, all these accusations against, against Joe Rogan. Like, I, I just think he was having a chat with Jack Dorsey. And when it got real, he's like, okay, let's ask somebody who knows the shit. And Tim had a fucking list as long as both your arms. Of, of cases. And what about this case? And what about oh this? yeah, I he this? prepared for it. Oh yeah. It was, it was phenomenal. But no, like, no answers, no real answers were given. And any answers that were given were pretty fucking flimsy. It was all based around context so they were getting away with it going but that doesn't, but that's that a, doesn't
2: like, that doesn't hold water either because they're off on that all the time so that's the worst excuse they should just admit that there's some fuckery going on and maybe that yeah. would be honest for a, a change a little bit honest would help but
0: but but at that point i i thought when i was watching it live i thought this is the closest that any journalist has got to the real answers yes, as to exactly. who's driving this bus yeah who's driving this train into lefty land. He was with the CEO of Twitter going, come here, that doesn't make sense. That's not true. The excuses you're given are not real. Why are you censoring these guys? And he was getting the answer of like, well, it's all about context. (laughs) Like, I know that tweet that we banned him for on the surface doesn't, it's not offensive on its own but it's a, you know, a pattern of behavior and it's not, it's that real thing. It's like, what are you mad about? Well, if you don't know, I'm not telling you, do you know?
1: That's a, that's <laughs> not a healthy relationship.
0: No, it's not. If you don't know, I'm not telling you.
1: And you're like, you should know. But this doesn't yeah, end well. Know. Like, they,
2: But they it's starting to affect them as well. It's so backfiring it, a little bit. And it's not going to end well if this doesn't start. No. Can't so people do you think it's Starting to control the way people talk Twitter? like this?
1: Or do you think it's like, I mean, or do you think it's that all these, you know, we've got kind of got this generation of probably leaning to the left already because there's not a lot of work out there and yeah, under 25 unemployment. Well, everything costs way more insane. too. I mean, it's harder and to dec- make a living. Everything's gone through the roof for cost and then everything's getting tougher. And not only that, you know, whatever happened to the college systems and the university systems 60 or 70 years ago where they were, you know, like, I, I can't remember what the last stat I heard was, but it's somewhere in the area 30 to one. Leftist. I read one so,
0: today that said that uh, college textbooks in America are 1,200% more expensive than they were in 1979.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the wage isn't that much better, you know, and your wage has yeah. gone up maybe fucking 10% if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: <clears throat> or do you think there's a higher level? I think there's well, a so is it a level. higher
1: level is the fact that, okay, so anyone who's working at Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, all these people are probably in university for three or four years learning their craft. So they were in some leftist university that, you know, was it the Soviets? Who knows? I mean, they made some comments about taking over our education system in the forties and fifties, and here we are in the early two thousands seeing possibly that, but I mean, like I said, we've had, I've heard countless stats that it's somewhere in the area between like 20 and 35 to one left-wing professors to right-wing professors. And oh yeah, it's absolutely, it. it, it like it's replete. Yes. Yeah, so did we have a bunch of kids stigma. that got fucking all went through these different universities. And I mean, I'd be interested to see the stats of what the universities are that are offering these high level tech job. You know, I don't even know, I don't know what you got to go to school for to be the prime candidate for these different tech companies. But I'd imagine there's only a few different schools in the country that are the best ones that these guys are hiring out of. And I mean, well, look at look, look there. Look at the companies that you're talking about, right? So this is just like,
0: I'm talking to me whole now, but it's going to make sense. Huh. I like
1: look that's the best the, kind. Look at
0: the, <laughs> look at the um the departments in these tech companies.
1: Fucking all went thing. through these different universities. And I mean, I'd be interested well, in the stats of what the universities are that are offering these high-level tech jobs. You know, what don't is happening? Know. I don't know what you got. Is that CIA, a CIA new- man? Jesus!
2: Wow, that's fantastic.
1: That was a little weird. We're
0: we're we're chastising the tech companies, and then they're they're like, echoing "Listen, the guys,
1: come on, <laughs> you're using our shit." <laughs> <laughs> so 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 this 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 tech 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 thing, thing 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 Were you just <laughs> doing a crash of me? Talk, Is that talk, what's talk, happening? Talk
0: about, 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 about. Watch watch it say, say say. Sorry, I'm doing that with my mouth. Yeah, so like, I'm, not, I'm gonna talk on my whole now, everything. Really. But if you take the type of, I guess, the type of student or the type of qualification that you would need coming out of a college, going into a tech company, and look at the departments in the tech company that make the trust and safety policies, right? You're not taking like engineers. You're taking people who are qualified in the soft sciences, the gentle sciences, right? Which are the worst
1: ones for infiltration. Well,
0: this is it you're taking the marketers you're taking uh sociologists you're taking the the people i would imagine correct me if i'm wrong internet i would imagine uh from the departments in colleges that are the most uh indoctrinated towards le- uh, left ideology right and uh uh those people are coming out of that going yeah i i'm i got to ma i majored in in you know uh Safe spaces. I don't even know some 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 victim victim class plus studies. You know, and you'll end up going into a department like a HR department or some kind of trust and safety or some kind of uh, um, you know like a sociological element to a tech company that needs to interface with people. And you're the one that's making policies about those companies, and that's been happening for fifteen years or twenty years. That people are coming, going to college in the in the 90s, coming out in the early 2000s, getting into the dot-com bubble and getting these lower level positions, working their way up. And then when trust and safety and all this stuff started happening, they were like getting these promotions. And now you have the he- all the heads of all of these departments have all been indoctrinated into these soft sciences. And then you look at something like, uh, did you hear about this grievance studies project? No. So <clears throat> I'm going to space on names now. Peter Bogassian or Bogassian and James Lindsay. And, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. There's a woman there as well. And I've forgotten her name. Typical man, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that lady. She's an English, uh, uh, an English researcher. And the three of them together, academics, decided to test the social sciences in colleges all over America. Right? The, the peer. Oh, so, is this the fake part?
1: seven fake articles? Yeah.
0: Yes, the fake articles, grievance studies, they called it, where they basically uh, tried to to test the fences like the raptors in Jurassic Park and put in bullshit papers based on like bunk uh, research. And the first few they put in didn't pass muster because they're like, no, this is bullshit. So what they did was they looked up the kind of language and the dogma, the rules, the rhetoric. And like a religion... They ended up finding this kind of like bible of thought which is like white straight men are the devil and you will write they wrote these papers and submitted them to all these all these colleges uh, uh, that support these like frankly bizarre uh, assertions about society about social uh, uh, social structure and culture and all these all these things that you hear like 72 genders and all this kind of crack like they wrote these papers absolutely pulling the piss out of these departments in these colleges. And the papers that they wrote that were entirely manufactured and fake started to fucking win awards. Yeah. And they were exalted to the highest level. They were published in all of these journals and being like, this is a prime example of amazing research. And then they all came out at the end and went, psych! We totally fucking ripped you off. You left this fucking ideologue bastards, right? And they were like, oh, what do we do? We've been exposed. And no one's done anything about it. No one's stopping those programs. No one's going in and further testing the veracity of the teaching or the marking. Like, nothing is being done about this thing. When these three people came together and wrote a paper that basically reconstituted Mein Kampf or My Struggle, written by Adolf Hitler.
1: Yeah, yeah, feminist and, rewrite. And, and, they, and they
0: replaced... The Jew uh, with uh, straight white men as the uh, the enemy, uh, uh, the, the the toxic force that would destroy uh, society, and they literally used like quotes, English quotes from from mine camps, and vilified white men, and they were lauded for it by these by these universities. So how can you operate in that system and expect a fair shake when coupled with? The, the, liberal, media. the hyper-liberal environment and of, the media. Of, one of, of Palo Alto, yeah. uh, of Silicon Valley, yeah. and the media, yeah. and the politics, and the education. Like, it's all lean in that way. It's definitely evident in the behaviours of these companies,
1: and no one's doing that about it. So I got here that uh, one of the articles was dog parks are petri yeah, dishes for canine rape culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A feminist rewrite of a chapter of Mein Kampf. Um, a study of the impact of the use of an anal dildo by heterosexual men on their transphobia. Oh, yeah.
0: Pegging. What was the name of that thing? It was something about pegging. Uh, pegging is good for you. It, it, if you get if you get your girlfriend to fuck you up the arse with a dildo, it'll make you less homophobic because you know what a man goes through when he gets fucked up the bum. Yeah, and what? and and the, and the people in the colleges went, of course, yeah. brilliant. Let's let's emasculate straight men by fucking them up the arse against their will. Then they'll know how it feels. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <laughs> one of the What's published journals articles analyzes why a man masturbating while thinking of a woman without her consent commits sex com- is committing oh, sexual that assault. Yeah. That's thought crime. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's bananas. Like it's bananas. But but uh, I I found right in this conversation that we ended up just going around in circles and finding great examples to just bait the left and go like, Haha, aren't they all fucking idiots? Aren't they all dopes and dickheads? And uh, aren't they so silly for believing all this stuff? But I wasn't p- proposing any solutions.
2: In, the, and I, in I, your in your yeah. other other show, you mean? Is that what you're talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like the, We recorded that it, show well, last July. Yeah, but you, we I don't think really you were going around, around in circles,
2: though. I mean, you were pretty pretty fair looking at both sides. I mean, you, I don't, I think you did a yeah. really, really good job at that whole, at that whole thing. I mean, but I wanted to I ask did, you about that because you did. guys, you know, y- there was some mention of structural policies of discrimination that the, that the left is fighting against. And, you know, of course they're doing this by creating their own policies of discrimination, but how, what, what are those structural policies of discrimination that people see? Like I, I honestly don't, Know what those are? I thought those were all sort of taken down. All the infrastructural ones were taken down, and it's pretty much freedom about freedom, like freedom for everybody at the same level of of
1: freedom and opportunity. Yeah, but that's not working out because it's not fair. <laughs> that's not working out it's fairly. Not, it's freedom, not realistic, like the the free. Freedom of opportunity isn't working out fairly. So that's so the structural we,
2: policy of discrimination. Is freedom? Is that equals freedom? Then freedom isn't fair.
1: That's the problem. But I think yeah, that's what it seems like to me. Is freedom isn't fair enough? So we have to erode it's a bit based of freedom. On a prejudice.
0: That 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 freedom that you're talking about is based on a prejudice, and that we're all white equal people, according to this hierarchy of victimhood. White people are more free than black people and have had more opportunities. Therefore, they have a head start. Therefore, if all like. Uh, uh, Black people and all white people start from a starting point of zero. The white person still has a cultural advantage because of the fact that they're white. It's not based. It's not based on. Uh, but isn't that, isn't
2: the way to fix that? Just let everyone be free and and stop. Like it's not to start not letting some people not be free. Like it, it just doesn't make the solution doesn't make sense.
0: Typical, white I think, man for people answer. that are fighting against racism and mansplaining it. are operating. They're operating in a like that's the most racist paradigm. That there is that, like people who are looking for equality for Black people are in that argument admitting that Black people are somehow less than white people inherently, so that they don't get the, the same opportunities. Like well, people, yeah, like that's Candace I mean Owens that's uh... speaking up against this going. Hey, young Black people of America, stop being a fucking victim. Stop starting from a point of victimhood, looking for a handout. You take it yourself. We are all equal. Anyone that telling you you're not. Is against you, and it's just the Democratic Party is another form of uh, an extension of slavery—slavery slavery of the mind, slavery of a victim status that you are less than white people from from the get go, and it puts an unrealistic uh, expectation on black students to perform in a certain way. And this is why you have this Blexit and and people are like leaving the Democratic Party, and you see a lot of like black students wearing MAGA hats, and people are just. Flabbergasted, like it's,
1: inexplic- it's inexplicable. Like, how could they? How could they? You know, that's right. I want my reparations. Shouldn't the Indians <laughs> get reparations first?
0: I mean, if it's a queue, yeah, probably.
1: It's a queue. <laughs> I'm first in line.
0: But would you guys not just be happy with some like coloredy beads or something? Like, how you have to really lay out your. You
1: know what? Honestly, I'm like. uh I don't think money is going to solve the problem. I'd like to see something where, I i don't know, maybe some proper land, not in some shitty spots and not farther up North, give them a bit of land and, and, and be done with it. Honestly, you know, I, I, you I, I have, I have a good yeah, idea. I thought you were
2: talking about them being. If it
1: was up to me, I, if I was in charge, which I never will be, but. I would like to, because just giving people money doesn't solve the problem. We've been doing that for a lot And I'm, I'm, I'm a status Indian before everyone freaks the fuck out. i um, just giving people, just giving money doesn't seem to be solving the problem. And, uh, they still just, now they have this money, but they still have not a lot of meaning and, and all that sort of disappearing. So, um, you know, I was home for Christmas and I was thinking, And my mother in law was talking about how the Trudeau visit to because Trudeau went to the reserve that's actually just you know for a a photo
2: shoot for a couple hours from my
1: hometown for a photo op yeah you know and she just kind of talked about how it was a total sham and he you know they they went up first to Secret Service and took all the drunks out of the town first and rounded them up and they took them to the brand new buildings yeah, and didn't talk about any of the suicides or anything like that. And you're talking about households up there where five or six kids have killed themselves because you know that's where they're at. And part of that, I think is is giving people money and not giving them any meaning. So my idea is that we we uh, somehow work it so that they they that the natives end up in sort of those or Indians. We prefer Indians, I think I do anyway. Um, end up in as sort of the stewards of the land, you know, the fire keepers again, the, the, like the Bureau the, of the Land Rangers. Management kind of thing. They're like. in charge of all the fishing licenses and the hunting licenses and and the game wardenship and all that. And I think that, that you know, that, I don't know, maybe there's not enough jobs to do all that. I don't know. But whatever we're doing right now isn't fucking working. So you're, you're talking about
0: re-manifesting destiny. That's right. Yeah, I think uh, it, it, like... Look what happens when you give like money to people who have been generationally poor. You know they'll they, just they'll blow it like yeah. For the most for the most part,
1: yeah, just and then blow it
0: on stupid shit because they've been like conditioned.
1: Well, and usually culture. on drugs and alcohol because they've they've got yeah. no connection and their culture's been devastated and you know, they're dealing with a couple generations of their family being ripped apart and residential schools. And, you know, it's a fucking disaster that no one really wants to talk about either, but, uh, definitely, you know, that's, that's it. That, it's, it's, uh, just because it's a group that I belong to. I mean, if it, groups are groups are bad and, uh, yeah, but you see it happening with your eyes, man. Like you can name those people.
0: You're not. You're not. You know, on a podcast, like after reading some fucking Atlantic article and going, like, you know, what uh, 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 what 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 are they called? What does Leonardo DiCaprio call this? Uh, not native peoples. The uh,
2: indigenous.
0: No, not indigenous. There's some name he 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 has on it since he did The Revenant. First peoples. It's okay. like, oh, you know, you take all the first peoples and. uh uh you know, we have, we have to, we have to make sure we take care of all of them and all, because like they were the extras on my movie. Like, and you know, if I want to make a sequel, like they all have to still be there. Like you can't, there's no, <laughs> there's no way that you're going to be able to forgive or repair what was done. Cause this is generational destruction, you know? Um, how are you going to end up repairing what was done to say revenge, Ah. You know, black pe- black people black people in the South in America like that like given given bad land like put in put in you know in 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 inner city p- projects like in in larger in larger cities like they're put in shit land with shit houses that have no equity so they can't get any loans to be able to better their lives and that shit is being passed down like generationally um, like t- drug problems you talk about Gary Webb and you talk about the CIA pumping crack into you know, inner inner city uh, uh, black communities and stuff like that. Like it's been a tar- like a targeted harassment of a, a, a type of people, and now with the internet and all that stuff, it's so m- much more evident that these things are happening. And yet, there's still a, like a victimhood mentality being perpetuated among these communities where people are 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 being rewarded for being victims. You're being rewarded in some way culturally or, or, I guess, ideologically rewarded for being a victim with the hope eventually (laughs) that you'll get your reparations, be they cultural or monetary. Like if you side with us, all of us victims together, we can rise up against the, the power that put us in the place that we're in. But dude, like, you know, these people, this is not something from, from a documentary you watched. So you know what needs to be done and yet they're not asking you or you're like, they're not going in and saying, okay, what do these people need? They're making policies outside. Like Trudeau is going like, of course we've got women in the cabinets, 2016, like fuck off, dude. Like nobody, like he, is he not in shit now? Is he not going to get, get,
1: uh, well, we'll see what happens. He's pretty quick on his feet.
0: Is not come and say that tried to bribe the shit out of him and.
1: He's pretty quick
2: on his feet. Yeah, they might not let her come back and, and retestify, apparently, but all the other people are allowed to, so... It's a big... It's, like a, it's super corrupt. It's getting... If people don't start
0: waking up soon...
1: But at least rough. it seems like the corruption's getting noticed more than it was 10 years ago, maybe.
0: I would have thought Canada would be a lot less um, div- divisive than America would be. Like, there's a lot less people willing to fight back... Like. A, a lot less canadian conservatives willing to make youtube videos and fight back and do all that stuff like gavin McGinness uh, as far as i understand is a canadian That's and right. he's railing against the american system and he does talk the same, same with molyneux
2: the, too probably you
0: know yeah molyneux, like these guys are are, are now lauded uh quote-unquote american conservatives <laughs> and they're talking about america and America's the easiest place to kind of point it out because at least they have an infrastructure of of discourse canon doesn't seem to have anything
1: well we kind of do but i mean the other part of it is that that's where the money's at i mean i don't know what your numbers are like but with our you know there's no getting around the fact that our audience is somewhere between like 65 and 80 percent u.s based so you know and and the population of Canada is like the population of a US state or, you know, a couple of US states, so it becomes you know, it becomes it, it's hard. It would be hard to make a living off of a Canadian political show, you know what I mean? Like you're talking about a your your best best case scenario is there's a few million people yeah, in but your could, entire market. They could at least to touch on them. it a little bit. I mean Well, no agenda seems to touch on it most of all. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just looking up how
0: many is in the, in the Canada population.
1: It's about 35 million,
0: 37 million. It says that's That's like,
1: that's
0: like, that's like nine times more than Ireland. So can you imagine what it's like being a fucking Irish political commentator trying to talk about Irish stuff? Like (laughs) it's, (laughs) it's impossible of course, but I like, I'm fascinated with American culture. I'm fascinated with American politics now. And it is the pervasive culture in Ireland and, and, and pretty much in England too, like all the American TV shows, movies, all that stuff. Ever since we were young, like we're growing up on all this American stuff and I've seen a change and grow and ebb and flow and all of these different kind of political ideologies come in and people latch onto it like through the media. And I find that like, like we said, with the tech companies, those people are being educated in those college courses and they're going into these jobs. There's a whole other writers and stuff doing these th- doing these soft sciences and then going in and writing TV shows and writing movies and writing. And it seems like every TV show and every movie that was coming out and has the agenda. Like there's some, oh, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's re- they're even getting modified. Represent-
2: you can even see them getting modified over the years.
0: Yeah, some representation. And there's stuff like uh, when they put Friends on Netflix, people started going mad because... Like young people are watching for the first time, going like for serials. Is this what's happening? Is this what people watched in the nineties? Like this is where are all the black people? Like what's going on? Like it didn't, you know. It's like it's friends, man. Shut the fuck up, Joey's Italian. that's
1: as dark as you're gonna get. Like just enjoy it. Shut the fuck up, I'll be right? there for you. You know it's funny? I actually went and seen a movie in the weekend. First, I don't see a lot of movies, but I went and seen How to Train Your Dragon three. And oh yeah, this, what, what what cultural Marxist agenda was in there? Uh, they're just riding dragons, but it's funny no, because it wasn't like there wasn't like one like trans dragon who thought he was a, no, a peacock or something. There's one guy that's a little wacky there, and he's the guy who thinks the earth is round.
2: Oh, so they do have that in there. Because
1: everyone else thinks the earth is flat because it's back in the Viking days and they're going to the edge of the earth and he's like, There is no edge of the earth, man. It's round. He's and everyone's, the wacky like, guy. everyone's rolling their eyes at him. I got a kick out of that. That's pretty funny. But
2: but that kind of leads to the bigger issue of this whole thing, the censorship. Because it's not just about these political things. It's it's no. that now we can't we can't discuss and they and it, it's gotta be to me, it's it's a bit of a sign when you can't even debate global warming or you can't debate vaccine safety. They don't want to hear any of that stuff. Like, yeah. you, you can't even talk about that. I mean, so... They're
0: not going to platform it. Yeah. They're not
2: going to platform it. So what does that mean? Are they... I mean, to me, that's just showing that there's there's something to be debated there if they don't even want well, to we were, it
0: happen. We were always at war with East with, with East Eurasia. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the... If you make it disappear, then it doesn't exist. What? what the, the crazy thing is, man, with that, and that's pr- primarily on YouTube uh, and Facebook, right? Where they're taking a stand and taking these like w- uh, AI uh, censorship bots and running them over everything and making sure nothing gets published. But on the YouTube demonetization, they have, um, they have, <laughs> they that's made amazing. a statement that it said, we're not going to recommend, uh, suggest our, Show at the top of searches videos that have conspiracy theory teams, such as total untruths like flat like earth or 9 11. And I'm like, whoa, 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 exactly, roll that, sh- roll that shit back. <laughs> are you meaning to tell me that you're going to lump the crazy madness that is flat earth theory in with the empirical evidence? of what happened in 9-11. Like, some, like, definitely something happened there. Like, the engineers, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the thousands of engineers that got together and made the report. Like, the proof is there that something yeah, of impropriety happened in 9-11. But in this one swift move, they're like, conspiracy theories like flat earth 9-11 and people are like, yeah, it's all bullshit. You're like, hang on a sec. I-, I think the vaccines are necessary. We're going to do an episode on vaccines coming up quite soon. I think for herd immunity and all that stuff, they are necessary, but there are some conversations and concessions that they will make around vaccine safety and, and, you know, young kids.
2: Yeah. Look at the schedule, but, look at the schedule and look yeah. at all the useless crap in there. I mean, listen to our Dell big tree episode. You'll you, before, will you doing your research? Listen to that. It'll be, you'll, you'll like it.
0: Well, I have a, yeah. I have an episode recorded and then yeah. we're editing it coming out in a, oh, a yeah. couple, okay, of, cool. couple of weeks or yeah. months. But like, by my by my research, I found that like yeah, hard a mean you got to have your measles, mumps, and rubella. Do you know you got to have your fucking your smallpox vaccine? <laughs> like smallpox was discovered again in in a small African village. Like if that shit gets out again, millions will die again.
1: Like smallpox isn't there's, there's, currently on the schedule.
0: Isn't I know because it's because it's dead, right? It's yeah, a dead disease. Yeah, but the joke is that it should be back on it because there's a kid in Africa that got fucking smallpox. Who the fuck knows where it came from? But he had smallpox and it could make a comeback. I think the vaccines are necessary, maybe not in the doses or amounts or, or administrations that, that they are giving it, to, giving it to kids now. And we'll do a big um, uh, an anti-vaccination episode on those conspiracy guys and we'll go deep into it. But the fact that you're not allowed to have the conversation exactly,
2: on, that's what I was gonna,
0: yeah. on Facebook is the thing. And Facebook are banning all anti-vaccine groups they're yeah. banning all yeah. posts about anti-vaccination like banning it like you have to be vaccinated and that's it and no one say it different ever or you're gone
2: when like, you don't know the risks is, like you should have that informed consent on what is, what are the risks of this like there's a chance
1: or when... at least the studies you gotta at least do the studies do at the least study. do the studies
0: well you see all the studies coming out now we're saying that there's absolutely no links between vaccines and autism
1: yeah, but you, do, you, do you understand that there's never been a comparative study done because they say that it would be unethical not to vaccinate those kids? So they've never done a study of unvaccinated to vaccinated kids. It never happened. It'd be unethical the one study, to The one study was
0: from, now this is top of the head stuff as well, or, or out of my hole, as I like to say, uh, Wakefield 95 published in The Lancet is the article that everybody quotes for vaccines cause autism. And that was retracted by The Lancet in 2000 or 2001 because of the backlash. And it was held up as like the pinnacle of, of vaccination research. There was 12 students or there was 12 kids in the in the sample set for that study, right? There's a new study. I can share it on social after this show is over and you can have a look at it. And it's N equals 2,900. So 2,900 kids were tested, given vaccines, retested, tested again. Some of them weren't given vaccines. And it shows that vaccinations have absolutely
1: zero correlation with autism or um, symptoms of autism. Is that the one that also said if if you didn't get your vaccine, you were 7% more likely to get autism? I, I, I don't know about that patch, but... Because I went through that one the other day and that was paid for by the pharmaceutical company.
0: Yeah, no, this one is independent. This one that I have about measles, but the measles vaccine.
1: Interesting. Yeah, we um, just did a show with... Uh, Dell. you know what? The other interesting thing is that... Uh, I And I think it's got a lot to do with what a lot of the pushbacks coming up right now is, is because the the world's leading autism expert who's always uh, heralded as the guy who he's the guy who's on record originally as saying that there's no way that vaccines could ever cause autism. And and the government is still using that argument in vaccine court to this day. Um, But he actually, one of his coworkers, um, one of his coworkers, kids actually got the MMR vaccine and regressed into autism so he has since he's done his studies, and he's restated, or he's changed his statement to that vaccines can cause autism if there is an underlying mitochondria problem in the gut, um, w- which he is now actually suing the u s. health department for using his testimony still illegally even though he has publicly changed his stance. And now they're actually coming back with studies showing that like 50% of the people they've tested for autism are having uh, mitochondria issues in their gut, which is interesting yeah. to, to say the least. You see, your
0: mom Wakefield what was, uh, uh, what, what do you
1: call it? Uh,
0: gastro gastrointestinal gastro gastrointestinal uh, uh, ologist whatever the fuck uh so he, he like that's that's where he was coming from and the problem with that argument is that it's so it's so condensed and so succinct that you're like it's a problem with the gut right so i i in the research some of the fucking videos man some of the articles videos that i watched were like disturbing. They were disturbing. There was like a woman shrieking and screaming, filming her child having like some, some grand mal fits that went, to, she went into a 108 fever. Her head swelled up like a fucking beach ball. And the little girl was just like in the mad fits after getting a bunch of uh, v- vaccinations. And after that, then the video cut to the child like rocking and banging her head and flapping her arms and doing all the all the stuff. And you're like, shit like that's pretty heavy but but one one swallow doesn't make a summer do you know
1: no Um, that's right but I mean you gotta look at the you've got a vaccine court that's paying out like hundreds of millions of dollars a year behind the scenes in vaccine injuries so I mean they've admitted that vaccines are injuries so I mean at the end of the day the way I look at it is we've got to decide what percentage of the population we're willing to write off for herd immunity because but a lot yeah a lot of those studies are done though like
0: they're only being published now because we, we you had to wait until the kids grew up and it had to be diagnosed and all that stuff so they're done from the early 2000s and there was stuff called timorosal which was like a a, a conducting agent and all of these vaccines that was used heavily between like
1: yeah that's right that's when it was mercury 2000s. but now they've just switched it to aluminum so and now they just did a study yeah. actually in the uk where they looked at the brains of five heavily autistic uh uh, people that had died at different ages and yeah. uh, two at brain, every single one had, I think uh, one after another, they were breaking the records for aluminum in the brain. Now, now that being said, there's aluminum in from the vaccine. There's does a... that be coming in from some other? Well, that, yeah, in that's what I place? said. That being said, there's, there's aluminum all over the place, mm-hmm. but the safety studies on injecting aluminum into the bloodstream don't exist. So it's like, Right. The body has all these mechanisms that, you know, we've got the lungs that are the fastest healing organism in the body. So they're able to sort of hopefully repair the damage we're doing to them. Um, we've got the FDA that says, you know, you can eat so much aluminum in a day. I think it's like five, five micrograms per kilogram or something like that is okay to eat in a day. But the thing yeah. about those systems is that those are all outside the body. So... I'm breathing in and out, and my lungs are deciding what to let inside my body. If I, if I um, eat Inject. some food, it's all in a closed system that goes right from my mouth to my ass. It's never actually inside my body. My body has to decide what it's going to let Unless in. Unless you so put I, it right in your bloodstream. Yeah. Stream, so right? I've got all these le- levels of defense. So now all right. of a sudden we're bypassing all of that, and we're we're injecting things directly into the bloodstream. We're, we're, where the things are we're talking about aborted baby fetuses we're talking about formaldehyde we're talking about aluminum stuff I, that
0: has no filter no natural filter and it go, it can go into the bloodstream and then and then we're it, in and the then we're mixing
1: it. that with things like polysorbate 80 that are specifically designed to help pharmaceuticals pass the blood brain barrier so we're that's all the it's all these little things that are are the problem and the, and the aluminum adjuvant Adjuvant, 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 is what's used as a placebo in the limited studies that they do do. So there's no studies done without any aluminum. Yeah, I know you can't, you can't exactly like
0: inject a bunch of kids with aluminum and go, okay, come back to me if you have autism. Like it's obviously unethical. Well, and there's I mean,
1: not only that. There's shit. new studies coming out that show that actually if children aren't exposed to some sort of viruses in their first year of life that they start to develop autoimmune diseases. And now we're in a culture that autoimmune diseases are up like fucking 400%. ADHD up like 600%. You know, we've got, we've got the worst fucking child mortality rates in the, the developed world. Something's going on. And I mean that, I don't know about Ireland, but I'm talking about Canada and the U.S. specifically are number yeah. 33 and number 34 for child mortality, we also have the most vaccines on the fucking planet. What about, what about the figures for child obesity? What about the figures for no, uh, that, that, that's, But standards? I'm talking about more. Here, here's a stat for you. Sure. More, more, stat, more, more, more kids die on the first day of fucking life in the U.S. than in every other industrialized nation combined. Yeah, I believe it. The U S is also the only country in the world that gives a, a vaccine on the first day of life. I would go
0: like super conspiracy and go, are you sure those kids are, are
1: dying? Well, oh, fuck. If you ask Alex Jones then they're not, they're getting taken, they're getting taken out the back door. I'm just saying, you guys, <laughs> you know, that fucking, that democratic Senator, at 150, grand. tearing, gra- tearing at, babies out yeah. of people's bodies in New York, guys, come on! At 100 grand, Bravo? Like, like, what'd you like, think about that? How'd you like that I, show? I, I mean,
0: we're giving Joe Rogan an awful lot of airtime on on America, but I think that uh, I think that there's a lot of underlying elements to those arguments that aren't being addressed. And it's very easy to put the blame at the feet of vaccinations, right? So, look at the amount of babies that are dying on the first day of birth. What are all of the, what are all of the mitigating factors around that birth? What kind of hospital was it born in? What kind of pregnancy did the mother have? What kind of, you know. Uh, did she have drug or alcohol problems? Was there nutritional deficiency? Was there birth defects? Like when you say a fantastic statistic, like America has the biggest amount of infant mortality on the first day of birth in any industrialized nation, you also have to say how many combined. babies are born. No, that's in the, and,
1: that's in that's like the next thirty combined.
0: Uh, yeah, I know, but how how many are are being are being born? Like proportionally. There's more. No, people I think it's per number. capita.
2: I think it's per. It's not. It's not like just a pure number. It's per. It's per capita. But I mean, here's wow. here's my issue with it, and we can that's get back to that. That's a frightening statistic. I think. I think. But well, here's not gonna the say crazy sure thing is so. that
1: America's the only country in the world that's given kids a Hep B shot on the, in the first 12 hours of life. What the fuck does, so, does a baby so need a, a hep B, B shot for?
0: Given the kids that vaccination is is causing them to die. So what are these kids dying of? And surely, if it's a statistic that's that massive. Like I'm going with you on this now. This is, I'm not hearing it for the first time, but we're talking about it for the first time. Like I'll go with you. Like take that to its logical conclusion, so that like, well the <laughs> kids are dying. Thirty like more more than the next thirty countries combined, and you're saying that it's the only country that's being given that first vaccine. So surely yeah. Here so here's one. State,
1: here I got it on. Somebody actually.
0: would go, hey. If we're giving kids that vaccine on the first day and we're we have such a high mortality rate, shouldn't we stop giving well, them that no, vaccine? But
2: they're not are you kidding? Like this is this is where the big crux of the problem is. I mean, even if there was studies that showed that there was a link to way more than is reported of of injuries and death and autism and all this, you think that it would ever get out? The media is ran by the big pharma. Big is making four four point six million a day just on the on the uh, HPV vaccine, I heard alone i mean there's there's huge yeah. they're never going to let these studies
1: out even if there was well that, that's some... part of the problem and uh, not only that i mean i don't know if you've heard about 1986 vaccine injury act where congress passed the law that uh vaccine companies are all above litigation they can't be sued they can't be found criminally liable for anything ever they they, they can but
0: oh, only if it's proved that they for their operation so like there's a vaccine company at the moment now That's being sued, but they've gone into receiverships basically, like, sue away if there's no company. Yeah, yeah, the Oxy. It begins with with P. It's the OxyContin company. Purdue Pharma, I think.
1: Yeah. So, sorry, that's what it was. So, so a vaccine company can be found liable if they know only if it's proven that they knew that they could have made a safer vaccine, which is why they don't do the test. So, I've got the article here. It's from CBS News, May 7th, 2013. About 11,300 newborns die within the first 24 hours of their birth in the U.S. each year. 50% more first day deaths than all other industrialized countries combined.
0: I, I, I want to understand those numbers now. So how many, how many births are in the U.S.
1: altogether? Well, this, they're saying 11,300 die. There's about 4 million kids born a year in the U.S. And 11,000 of them die. So what's the next country down? I don't know. I'm just looking for the report here. So worldwide. Yeah, I seem to remember when we talked about it
2: last that it was.
1: Those numbers are
2: bananas. I thought it was per capita. Because it wouldn't make sense if it wasn't per capita. I think it was per million or per 10,000 or something like that.
1: Because like of, of their be- high infant mortality rates, number three, down five seven, Gee, I can't find the fucking actual numbers like you've you've
0: you've posited that to me as basically, it's the vaccine that's killing them. So that's, that's my case, belief hundred
1: percent. like i am. I just did yeah. a show like like i've I'm an I'm a vaccine advocate through and through for for five years in great america. i I read the vaccine books. vaccine advocate. You mean anti-vaccine yeah, vaccine yeah, advocate. Yeah, I read yeah, the yeah. books. I, I go back and forth, and i I mean, i go I go past the fact that you know the science is is out. I, I say that they're that they're 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 hurting more people than they're helping easily. And that's without even taking in. I mean, if you just look at the VARES data, by the by, their own admission on the CDC website, 460 kids were killed by the by vaccines last year, and 659,000 people were injured.
2: And that's and the that's VAERS, a, which is getting and they say very very ten percent
1: reporting. It's probably closer to one percent reporting. I mean, we got an email. How many people are injured by
0: uh, opioid overprescription? How many people are injured by. Oh, yeah, by, exactly. Well, and I'm no, saying no, these um, are the same people, by the anti, same gangsters. Anti-dep- antidepressant overprescription. How many people have, like, you know, uh, uh, cr- chronic chronic disorders that, that symptoms of which are, are just mitigated by, uh, like, persistent pharmaceutical prescriptions instead of trying to find the cures for them? There is a problem, but
1: like, are you anti vaccination altogether? Like, you know what? Anti- I, I think like I could mumps and rubella. Like, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I I could maybe get on board with those shots if they still gave the gave them in the split up doses. But I mean, come on, mumps and rubella. There's no need for that. There's no need for that. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's until that's until one of the most until dangerous there's mumps outbreak, and we end up
0: like children of men, where nobody can have any babies.
1: Yeah, but that's. I mean, all those stats are are based on things that that you know, let's do some studies then and maybe I can get behind it. Let's make some vaccines that aren't full of bullshit. Let's do some real studies that I can get on board with. And then we can have the conversation on whether they're better or not. But right now, the fact that they're not willing to do those studies, the fact that they're beyond litigation and the fact that they've quietly paid out $4 billion since 1986 in fucking vaccine injury claims says that there's a problem. And I mean, and we five had, billion to yeah. the mainstream media yeah. for
2: ads every year. Yeah,
1: and we had Dell Bigtree on, and he kind of told us how, you know, by Vares's own data, there's 500 deaths and 60,000 injuries every year from vaccines. They say it's 10 percent reporting. A Harvard study says it's more like 1 reporting.
2: And we've heard from some people. Yeah, who, yeah, and then
1: we got emails from nurses saying, "Listen, I see kids, you know, on a daily, weekly basis that come here to get the crash cart." from vaccine reactions. So don't stop what you're doing. Yeah. But how many people, when they get like,
0: they go into hospital for some kind of terrible thing, this uh, fucking report is stripped from the internet. And they get, they get injected with a bunch of, uh, you know, antibiotics and the antibiotics are too strong. And then they go deaf or blind. Like there's, there's medical malpractice all over. I think that these kind of conversations, while you were probably very, uh, informed and you have a balanced opinion about it. A lot of people would take some of the highlights of what you're saying and go onto a Facebook um you know, a Facebook group and go like, no, I'm not fascinated kids. And then they find they find pride in that. There's a little bit of attention. You were talking earlier on about the, the gut health and stuff like that. Like there's people who take that information and then they go onto these Facebook pages and there was a I guess a pra you call it a practice of Bleach enemas for kids with autism because they were told that there's that the mitochondria, or whatever, there's like a bifido, a bifido the something. Awfulish. Yes, there's some, there's some, there's some, uh, um, gut bacteria that's causing inflammation in the brain that causes autism. So they're giving like one and two and three year old kids like, uh, bleach enemas until they do like mad amounts of shit. And then the women pull these little kind of, wormy looking things out of the child's shit and put them onto like silver paper and take pictures and put them on the Facebook page and go, I got two more worms at a little Josh this morning and you're like, bitch that's his fucking lining of his colon, like you are bleaching bleaching his fucking insides out because he has autism and you don't want him to have autism and there's a girl here, she's a comedian, she's an artist uh, she, she she's an author and she was diagnosed later in life with autism as, as most women are because they don't show those type of symptoms early. And now she's, she's an advocate for, for, you know, autism information. And she said, you know, people won't give their kids vaccines and their kids are dying for fear of getting autism. They that would rather work? see, Why are their they, kids. Dying? they would rather, they would rather risk their kids die from a disease than have autism. What's so bad about having autism that should risk life and death so what's so bad about having chicken pox uh, nothing I had chicken pox so why is that a vaccine that has chickenpox? why is that part of the
1: vaccine
0: Chickenpox later in life can cause uh, like uh, blood problems there? autoimmune problems and and sterilization like fertility problems later in life you know and so does mumps like if you get mumps when you're 18 or 19 your balls won't work right.
1: I don't Do you know? know. I have but trouble trusting that a medical system that for all the reasons you exactly said that, that is yeah. uh, wrongfully, we've got a, a society that's hooked on a bunch of pills. They shouldn't be on a bunch of fucking antidepressants. We've got overuse of fucking antibiotics like crazy. More overdoses from legal drugs. More overdoses from legal drugs and illegal drugs. And all, for all those reasons, and then we've got a fucking vaccine industry, and we've got a devastated fucking population. Well, what's the one fucking factor that's the same in all of that? It, it, it's, it's the, the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical ph- The pharmaceutical industry is behind all of that. All of it's it. It's incentivized over prescriptions, sure. And uh, is it
0: big pharma? So like what's more incentivized than
1: mandatory, four, four million mandatory shots times however many a year? What's more incentive than that?
0: Yeah, I would, I, like, I take your point, but also there are some, to stop all vaccines now because, like, Big Pharma are trying to make a bunch of money off vaccines, to stop all those vaccines, that means that a lot of diseases come back, though.
1: Maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe... No, not, it's I, not maybe not. Like, well, it's definite. No, in England, it's, it's in not England definite. I mean, if you look at the stats of the measles and and that against, against, like, the charts against the heat and the access to water and everything else, I mean... I mean, it's, it's, it, there's, that's again, where the studies can be done, where, where it's worth getting a study. And I mean, there's also studies that show that getting the measles cuts your risk of getting other cancers by noticeable amounts. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's all these different things that we're not taking into account and that's like, you know, let's at least do the studies and, and if we can do some real studies That everyone can agree with. We take a bunch of people and we don't vaccinate them. And you know what? It's not even like you gotta do it against people's will because you can easily find people will volunteer. You're gonna do a real study? Fucking sign me up. Okay, so here we go. Now we've got 50,000 and 50,000. We'll keep everything the way it is for now, but let's do this 20 Let's follow these kids for 30 years and let's see who has more of A, B, C, D, and E. And let's see who has less of A, B, C, D, and E. And
2: how many di- people because die I'll, from
1: it? I'll tell you what. We've had all these fucking measles outbreaks that have made national news over the last 10 years. And out of all of that, one kid that was, I mean, it sucks when anybody dies, but you know, it's all this hype over one kid that was highly compromised that died from the measles. And most of those people that got the measles had the shots. And we just had a huge freak out. I mean, the same thing's I I don't know that 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 one's a touchy one because it seems like it's ramped up right now, and it's really it gets that, scary. No, I don't like the idea of mandatory anything.
0: Yeah, of course. Like I mean, in in Australia right now, vaccines are mandatory. You can't send your kid to school unless they've been vaccinated. And that's um, now.
1: What's when it's you can't exist if you don't get
0: the shot. Yeah, I guess like. Herd immunity has not like, has no bearing on this for you. Like people who have cancer, diabetes or anyone with like a compromised immune system, uh, the elderly, the very young.
1: I don't like, I don't believe in, 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 uh, non-art- non-artificial artificial
2: in, herd immunity. Or no, just I don't, natural be- I don't, immunity. I
1: don't believe in, in artificial herd immunity for one. I don't think that there's a lot of studies that really make a lot of sense there. And, and, and I'm, I just, you know, i don't I'm not going to take that I'm going to take the rights of the individual over the rights of the group. Like I said earlier, I, I I have trouble getting behind groupthink. This, to me, is a big version of groupthink that sure. But just because everybody thinks the same thing, it doesn't mean that it's not right, yeah, but but the fact that there's a vaccine court that's paying out three hundred and fifty million dollars a year for vaccine injuries says that people are getting hurt killed everything else from these vaccines. So even if that yeah, even if that is 1 in 10,000, what if that's your kid? Is that is your kid the, worth for the for the greater good?
0: The car insurance industry pays out hundreds of million dollars every year, but you still should have car insurance in case you crash your car.
1: That's different though. My I can I'm not going to pick up the phone and get insurance and then drop dead. And we've got a vaccine court because the flu shot's the most dangerous. People are dying from getting the flu shot straight up. There's articles, there's a vaccine court that pays out fucking money every day for people dying from a shot. So, I mean, even if that's a minuscule number, let's say it's one in 10,000. Is that okay then? Is it okay that you can force me to get a shot that has a one in 10,000 shot of killing me? Sure, driving my car has a greater chance of that, but that's my choice.
0: Sure, but like, if if you have one person in 10,000 that dies from a shot, from 10,000 people getting vaccinated or you could have 800 people get a disease out of that 10,000 and like 15 of those 800 could die from that disease.
1: Well, measles was killing like, like, you know, a hundred people and whatever, or measles was killing 200 per 100,000. So if we're good, if we take that down to 8,000, you know, you're down to, you know, I I don't know, man, it's not going to be, it's more like 50 people. So you see, if, if you stop doing vaccines now, right, there's this thing, is
0: called antigenic drift. So the antigens for these diseases that are being cultivated and cultured. If you, if you stop vaccinating people, like the, the, the amount of measles outbreak uh, outbreaks is co- turning up in the UK. Now it's from people coming in from other countries who have been vaccinated, who are carrying the the measles virus, who are coming in contact with kids that, don't have any immunity to it. And those kids are getting the measles. And you're like, where'd you get the measles? And it was like, I was in a shopping center and someone who had it but who didn't have the effects of it, because it's able to be carried without um so the vaccinated
2: are are shedding
0: that. Right. So this antigenic drift means that when that person does get the measles and they're going to get it treated after a while, if that's left if that's left to to breed and and change. I mean we've all watched Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman and Kuba Gooding Jr like we know the crack and that's propaganda as well by the way that's the propaganda. amazing like (laughs) uh but we know what happens when it's like it's mutated like it's harder to stop it's harder to cure and if you have a mutated version of measles out there like after after a few years it's going to be way more people that are getting these diseases like look at some of the fucking like you see and it could be propaganda too i hold my hands up There's a lot of stuff that comes up on Reddit every so often where you see like a headstone from middle America somewhere. And it's over the course of five months, uh, seven children die under the age of eight in this one family. And they show the gravestone and it has the dates and the ages of the kids. And you're like, that's from some fucked up disease from like, you know, 1904. And they just Got some simple disease that we don't even think of now.
2: Yeah.
0: That nobody gets now. And their whole fucking family died from it. And there was nothing they could do about it. Yeah. I,
1: I would agree with like, that. Oh, but well, that, that's in 1904. Know I mean? And then my dad went sure, to measles but, parties in 1974.
0: But how long will it be before antigenic drift makes it so that uh, it's not so easy to like cure or contain? If uh, when, a, when a young child gets a disease like that like have you ever seen like young young kids when they get uh, um, meningitis like they get meningitis and their fucking arms and like their hands and feet and shit have to be cut off like they lose their face and all their fucking their head goes inside out and all and it's just like they have meningitis for three days and then they just don't have any hands and feet anymore like those diseases come and they fuck you up man and there's nothing you can do about it if there's no herd immunity. Like if we're not maintaining that, that antigen uh, at that level of uh, efficacy, if you ease off on vaccines and stop giving kids so many vaccines, it's going to end up mutating and becoming something that can't be controlled. So when a kid comes in with measles, it's like little Billy's got measles. And it's so like, well, sorry, little Billy, you've got the super measles and we can't cure that. So well, the vaccine, you
1: know, I mean, that's a double edged sword. It. Do you wanna go see Avengers Endgame? Because that's a, that's about all we got for you, boy. You know? That's a double-edged sword though, because there's uh I mean if too many if too many antibiotics are gonna create super bugs, then too many vaccines could create the same thing. Yeah, I I take that as well. Yeah. It's such it's just I mean, a it fucking... Be, fucking, fucking like the disgusting no thing ever ever to me re- is it's just like a giant worldwide experiment. It should be just yeah. that people are
2: aware that there is a chance of this injury as well. I mean, maybe they could just have a middle ground where they don't give them at 12 hours and they let it they can't they separate out some of them and maybe take out some of the crap and then
0: yeah I'm sure lads I'm sure like if 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 those stats are and I don't doubt you if those stats are correct about the infant mortality rate within the first day of being born is more than the next 30 countries combined like that should be on the front story of every yeah, news yeah, report yeah uh, yeah uh, that's uh, how uh, I like, ended that should be like Hi and welcome to Fox News today. Don't forget, America has the highest infant mortality rate of any
1: of the next thirty countries. Uh, and well, those Tucker babies died Carlson the first did day, two shows, like, and then he shut the fuck up. Well, I mean, shouldn't Look we
2: at, be like the, the the example you mentioned about the the bleach? Uh, thing I was, was just going to say that, on. like those examples. Like, I, I think that if we were able to have an open discussion, and an open debate, and the science was it seemed a little bit less corrupt, and there was a little bit less it money involved, that. I mean that would help that situation. I find like, I seem to always come back to the, the media and, and the, and the corrupt science. That's the, the problem. I mean, well,
1: that is the, pro- the science is the problem. If we had real science then we wouldn't have these problems, but I mean, when you're at the point that, you know, every, everything can be bought and paid for <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's like I said, I read a study today that said, uh, it turns out getting vaccinated makes you less likely to get autism. And then I scroll down to the bottom where it says who the, the chief, uh, financers are, and it's two pharmaceutical companies that make vaccines. And it's like, okay. So yeah, it's the, like, it's like Coca-Cola funding those studies about how sugar was sugar that the sugar that one. well, that's, yeah. and that's the kind of science that, that gets you worried. And when you look at the CDC being a revolving door between the CDC and Merck and these other companies that are making vaccines and the CDC owns patents on some of the vaccines. It's like, what are we doing here, guys? What are we doing? Yeah,
0: it was it Dick Cheney. He owns. He owns the patent on Ebola.
1: <laughs> it, well, and it's not even just. I mean, the vaccines and the healthcare are just, are just are just one part up. of it. And then you've got the the FDA is run by the fucking the corporations that are making the food that's got no fucking nutrients in no it, no food in, in it. it. Well, this, this
0: is this is the other thing, and this is what they'd say to you, right? Um, it, like, I don't think vaccines are solely responsible. And there is, yeah. All the I think, are, I think yeah. there is a kind of a confluence of factors, right? So like you're talking about bad diet, bad, bad nutrition. Oh yeah, I,
1: I agree with that 100%. And I don't, even um, think, I don't even think vaccines are bad for everyone. I'm just saying no. that there's clearly a percentage of the population. Now, I think you can take that number as somewhere between 1 in 10,000 and 1 in 50 and, and Big Bigtree, who's up to his neck in this stuff at RFK would tell you that number is more like one in 40, but I'm saying it's probably between, you know, somewhere between one in a thousand and one in 50. And I think that's a pretty fair number that, that, that vaccine is going to fuck you up for the rest of your life. Even, if, even if it's one in a thousand, can we figure out what, instead of pretending there's no problem and paying people under the table in a backroom kangaroo vaccine court, can we just do the studies? and figure out what that what that underlying condition is so we can maybe remove that person from doing it because because it's not fair to the one in 100 or the one in whatever that number is it's not fair to them yeah
0: yeah but you could think about uh, like you know other statistics of things that happen to people in in 1 in 10,000
1: yeah but it's not the, it's not it's, the state doing that to you so it's different to me it's, it's different forced, to me thanks. when it's a forced thing that the state is doing to you because the, to me it just becomes a slippery slope so now with, like once see, the state I'd can like enforce to, to bit, inject me with something what what can't they do
0: i'd like to see the stats on like teenage teenage suicide uh
1: of, of, of like school age kids Ooh, it's you it's know? getting worse i from what i yeah, heard it it's be, gonna would it be one in ten thousand no it's worse than that they say from what i've heard uh what was it we were listening to? Hate on, uh, yeah, Jonathan on, hate the. Jonathan hate his stats say it? that that between females between the age of um, nine and twelve has gone up like fucking three hundred percent since two thousand eleven. I'm on
0: the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and it's uh, whoa, in 2017, 47,173. Americans died by suicide. Wow! and there was 1.4 million suicide attempts in 2017 and uh, the adjusted age scale suicide rate in 2017 was 14 per 100,000 yeah so 14 and 100,000 is uh what's that 1.4 in 10,000 yeah yeah yeah. So it's 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 roughly one and a half times the amount of people that would die by by vaccines, according to your according to your numbers,
1: right? Well I no so like, well, I said between one in ten thousand and one in fifty. One, 50, 000, one, one, or in, one, one in fifty, in,
2: 50. 50 like One in 50 people.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's a big that, that's, that's not, big now, I'm not saying, price. well, yeah, because I'm not an expert and I'm trying to keep it as big as possible. And what I'm, okay. the reason I'm keeping it so vague is because I'm saying, even if that number is one in 10,000, then it, it, then you can't just say it's, oh, hey, get in line. Doom, oh, that, that one went down. Then that, okay, let's, let's take, it wanna... 10, let's take it as one in
0: 10,000. Let's take it as one in 10,000 for just for the sake of argument, really. Right? Okay. And let's take 1, 1. 1.4 in 10,000. For teenage right. suicide, right? Yeah. What's going wrong in the education system, in um, society and culture, in the support structure for at-risk teens, in the uh, employment sector, in the, um, I guess family home. But yeah, in the family, like, like you know, social work or whatever. Uh, suicide affects all all um, social demographics so I mean I don't want to box anybody in but like let's take all of those mitigating factors and if you don't die on the first day of your birth by a, a seemingly necessary vaccine you're still not really cared enough about so you still have the same rate of death all the way up until your 20s yeah in fact I, 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 if you do survive after your first day of birth, you're 1.4 times more likely to die within by the next hand. 20 yeah. years by your own hand. So I think that those stats about like vaccine damage are negligible when compared to just living life and walking around. Like, I, you know, I know it's terrible to have a baby die when you get a vaccine and, you know, you spent nine months cooking it and you gave a name and all. But like, if it's going to end up, where we're fucking Mad Maxing it around the place and you have fucking mutants and, and you know, like measles colonies in, in Iowa and shit, and you know, if if that's going to happen and everyone's going to be at risk because people aren't getting vaccinated, I'm not advocating for vaccines, like don't get me wrong but I think the logic behind it and the anti-science logic around it
1: we we should be worrying about the people that are already here and trying to keep them around as much as possible I agree with that 100%. But for the record, I would also say that my stance is that that number is probably closer to 1%. Okay. Especially if, if, and I'm not going by dead, but I'm going by that you're going to be dealing with that for the rest of your life in some way, whether that's S- asthma or fucking autism or some other autoimmune disease that didn't seem to exist a few years ago, 50 years ago. Okay. You know? So I put, it to, I, put it, I put this 20 in. There's a
0: documentary called The Magic Pill, and it's it's pretty rinky dink. Like, there's a couple of guys made it, and it's not you know super polished uh, Netflix fair. It's not like uh, Rotten or or you know something like the Bundy tapes or something. It's not super smooth, slick, and it's, it takes like five people, and they all have certain ailments, and they're all somehow related to the documentarian. So one woman has like asthma and fucking I don't know piles and sore tits. Uh, some woman has like diabetes uh, one little girl she's four and she's non-verbal extreme autistic like she's an arm flapper there's nothing going on upstairs at all um, there's uh, another morbidly obese woman who has like terrible problems with circulation and, and um, diabetes and all these kind of different elements and conditions and she's on $3,000 worth of tablets every month wow. like hopping and tablets into it right so you're talking about big pharma like it's absolutely imperative to keep these people unwell right so what they did was they took out all of the wheat all of the processed huh. uh garbage yeah. all the um preservatives all the sugars yeah and they put them on a high fat super low carb diet so you're talking about avocados like keto,
2: kind of a keto diet or meat
0: ketogenic diet right get them ketones rock and smelly burps, all that shit, right? And the kid was eating what Claire and I, me and my girlfriend, called beige food, right? Chicken nuggets. Those little fish biscuits that you get at, you know, at poker games. She was eating fucking like fries, French fries, and chicken nuggets, right?
1: Breaded Not shite. even
2: real food either, a lot of it. Not I mean, even real food, man. It's it's the Subway's processed. chicken was like half fake. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: The bread yeah. had yoga mat in it, didn't it?
0: oh i don't know about that <laughs> Ble- bleached fucking cockerel anuses just mushed together with bread right? flavor. the woman the woman who had mad diabetes she was like uh you know uh oh i think she had she had some form of cancer as well and and really advanced diabetes and she was on like redonkulous amounts of insulin and the insulin was costing like seven eight hundred pound a month The kid with the little kid with autism, she was on like the dad was just like, see this little bottle. I get twelve tablets in there, and I have to buy it once a month, and it costs like four hundred dollars. And that's only what I have to pay as his copay for his health insurance, which is like a couple of grand for like twelve little tablets in a box. Um, The other woman had asthma and sore tits and piles and fucking tooth decay and gum disease and all that shit. Uh, She was on these mad inhalers. And she couldn't do anything about it. She spent a fortune on these fucking inhalers, right? So they all went on a ketogenic diet, cut out sugar, and lo and behold, all of their chronic symptoms and chronic illnesses all basically disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. What 100%. the fuck is that about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the interesting she, thing is that is, she's autistic, nonverbal, and they put her on meat and she flipped out like arm flapper Rooney, like arm flapper Palooza for four days, wouldn't eat out for four days, did the Bobby Sands on it, right? Refused to eat, hunger strike. And then she started eating fucking broccoli and steak and she was like, oh, I fucking love this shit. And then eventually she was all like, no, food, me, yes. And she started developing from like super small baby. So like, <clears throat> if you have a kid and it starts like uh, uh, acting out and you start giving it what it wants and start like for a quiet life, you're feeding this child not like not the right stuff. It's not nutritionally getting what getting what it needs. And autism, according to Wakefield, is born in in the gut. And a lot of like you said, the mitochondria and all of these things. Like there's a lot of studies going on about the gut being the second brain. Yeah, the uh,
2: first there was brain, a,
0: yeah. the first brain. There was a yeah. study like when the first cell when you're conceived, the first cell that splits in half, the mitosis, uh, the cell on the left becomes the brain, and the cell on the right becomes the gut, and you grow. From that, you know it's 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 a it's a a completely um, congruous system, right? And serotonin is produced in the gut, so so you have you have depression. So you eat shit food, so you have shitty food in your in your gut, and you have more depression. And then you're taking loads of fucking head tablets to fix something that good food could yeah. fix. Yeah, you know, yeah. You have mad diabetes. You have mad mad fucking uh, asthma. You have mad all this stuff. It's because you're fucking filling yourself up full of really bad fuel and your body is not able to to, to process it properly. So like what is going on in the nutritional phase of these people's pregnancies? What's going on in when the baby is born? Like you can't just say that injecting like injecting something into the kid is going to magically cause some form of autism. Yeah, no, you no fair enough. Fair yeah. enough.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of and other
0: issues. Wh- what's wrong what's wrong with having autism? But is it that is it? No, Is but that bad.
1: But then I would look at that at the other end as saying, you know, that's like someone telling me that, you know, because right here we've got the debate going on. They want to put fluoride back in the water in Calgary. No, oh, fuck that shit, man! Because and, and we just finally got it out of there, and they've still got well, no, it every they, place else in Alberta. It's well, been it's been out, out like ten years in Calgary, yeah. and they're getting ready to put no. it, put it back in, in right Ireland, now. In Ireland, there's fluoride
0: in eighty percent of the drinking water across yeah. the country. Like we're one of the like forty times more than the next country down. What do you think of that the fluoride? <laughs> Well, I think whatever I'm told, because my brain is full of fluoride, man.
1: <laughs> I just look at it as like you know, if it, you know, and it's like okay, well, the government cares so much that they they want to put this fluoride in the thing, so they can, and it's like okay, well, but there's still a McDonald's on every fucking corner. There's still you know, wh- where's the. If the government cared about my health that much, then how come we do still have all these fake food pyramids? And how come, how come the wheat industry is still heavily subsidized? How come we're still pretending that, you know, GMO wheat isn't causing or a fucking problem? Glyphosate is okay yeah. for us.
0: And Monsanto is splitting its company into into component parts. And then like the bit that everyone's suing for getting cancer in like Poges, Illinois, from the PCB and all the fucking electrical poles. they just put that part away and said oh yeah you're suing that part of the company that company just went out of business sorry buy your cancer payout really
1: yeah yeah. and you know like the you know and the rest
0: of the country got resorbed by buyer got bought back up
1: yeah Yeah, i can just see the same you know i i can't help but what's happening with with they're all purdue now i I have trouble thinking that you know they're all off to the... All the oh, all that's
2: the, why they're making them yeah. bankrupt then. Yeah. All that Oxy yeah, scandal, yeah. and then they make them bankrupt so they can't... Can't get sued. Me.
0: Yeah. We got no money. But the thing is, the thing is, like, it's not just the lads with vaccines. And, and although that's a very, you know, uh, if it was a fucking... If it was I don't a, think if it's it was, just that either. If it was a Columbo <laughs> episode, if it was a Columbo episode, like Columbo would be going up to the vaccine, lads going, just one more thing. Can I just ask you? But it's not just them, it's yeah. the food industry, yeah. it's education, it's the social media, and it's the vax. like we sound like paranoid, like crazy people where it's like, everybody's against us, but it kind of is because it all makes money and it's a whole ecosystem of control and consumption that everybody kind of buys into because like, you know, Cheez-Its are it's nice, fact. you know, and, and we don't want our kids to get measles and... You know they have to go to school, but if it's like school sponsored by,
1: I don't know, like pop schools. Yeah, sorry, schools run by (laughs) Tylenol.
0: Yeah, if 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 Billy has three Pop Tarts and Mary has four Pop Tarts, how many Pop Tarts? You know what I mean? It's like,
1: and unfortunately, that really does seem to be like where we're heading. And I mean, you look at the tobacco science of the sixties. Well,
2: the sugar, where the doctors, the sugar is good thing. for you.
1: Sugar is good for you, and saturated fats are bad for you. Yeah, tobacco yeah. good for you. I mean, in the eighties, we were trying to convince ourselves that formula was better than breast milk. I mean, it's just like maybe it's already but Mad this- Max. This is the thing. So, like,
0: for for we, we started this whole rabbit hole talking about Facebook, um, banning conversations around that was quite the rabbit hole. It was. I mean. that was fun. <laughs> yeah, Thank thanks, you. For thanks for, for that. Us. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, no, well, man, we claim back out. You're very well versed on the vaccines. You got all your numbers, and you have all the scary. Like, I wasn't stuff even prepared
1: like- for that. If I pulled my stuff out, fuck, we could go deep. I, we should do this sometime. I, we should. Uh, that's, That's a great clip deep.
0: to clip out. If I had to pull my stuff out, it would have went deep. Yeah, clip <laughs> that out of the
1: show. Someone um, to make a song that. Yeah, it's just
0: like some scary numbers there, man. Like that. That fuck me. Like we recorded an anti-vaccination episode maybe in August.
1: Listen and, uh, to my three twenty-eight. I, 328. Off,
0: I uh, yeah, I will. Really, like like I came out on the side of going like, look, more, probably like vaccines aren't so bad because like people more people would die. Yeah. Like I'm willing to have another conversation about it. That's six months ago. Like there's some shit coming out now that could definitely change a person's mind.
1: Yeah. But I would I say Dell's the best are, guy I know on it because everything he says, he won't say anything unless it's fucking written in a fucking paper someplace. Yeah. And uh, like
0: you're saying, these, these reports need to be done the, the the research needs to be done. And the fact that it's being blocked is suspicious in itself, but now the conversation around it in the public sphere is being stopped. And that's, to, to kind of pivot away from like the specifics of, of vaccines, but like just uh, take it as a conversation. Yeah. The fact that Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and particularly YouTube now, are editorializing their content. They're moving away from becoming, uh, moving away from uh, platforms to becoming publishers. They're saying these are the things that we're allowed to have on our, on our service. And if you don't agree with that or don't abide by those decisions, we will remove you, therefore taking you out of the conversation. I don't mean to be licking Joe Rogan's arse again, but Tim Poole last night was saying to, to Jack of the Jayat, going, look it, in America, there is laws around free speech and everybody has the should have the ability to be able to partake in a political discourse as a right as an American citizen. And if Twitter is the main, like one of the main public spaces, privately owned public spaces where a political conversation or political discourse takes place, therefore every American should be allowed to, despite or in spite of or because of uh, their political viewpoint, they should still be allowed to be on the platform. But Twitter are banning conservative ideas, which means that liberal ideas are more pervasive and more prevalent that means that in the political discourse there is a uh, decided bias by, by the privately owned public space to promote uh, liberal left leaning ideas which would influence the the right leaning users of the platform that are still allowed to be on it so it's 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 a kind of a it's a kind of a, a town square where you're only allowed to say certain things and everybody who's left in the square kind of just goes, capitulates and goes, ah, oh, yeah, okay, well, we'll just agree or else we get kicked out too. So it's forcing people into a certain ideology. Yeah. If you remove the ability to talk about these things, those platforms become a publisher. Now, follow me yeah, on this one. I, yeah. I know exactly if, where you're going. If about. Google and Facebook and Twitter are, are too big to fail because they are an essential part of this national discussion or international discussion even, What happens when they become publishers? What happens when they are held to account for the amount of stuff that they have on their platform? Say, for example, Twitter yesterday said that they have 4000 real life people who will go through uh, certain flagged messages that come up on the platform. If somebody flags a, a, you know, a hateful message or whatever, it, if it's serious or a threat of or violence, or whatever, it goes directly to a human person. And they review it and they look at the context and either ban or promote or delete or, you know, do a suspension or whatever decision is made. It's by a person. But what happens if, like, it's essential that that has to be done, and Twitter don't have the resources to do that? But because it's a privately owned public space, that they that they have to, they have to. Have the funding to do that, that means that the government is going to sweep in and Twitter becomes then a a, a, a govern a, a government wing, a government arm. You have the department of 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 social media, social media. In, in the federal government. And then it becomes like a ubiquitous part of uh society where that that will never go out business. So therefore, no other it becomes a monopoly, it becomes like a like an antitrust issue, then because um Twitter then becomes the prime social media place. Facebook becomes the prime version of that. YouTube and Google become the prime version of that because they're too big to fail. So therefore they get they now get federal Who gets protection. them though?
1: Who gets them? Because the, if they do that then don't they are they are they nationalizing that?
0: But are they not cooperating with the the Because, I mean, that's an argument I'm willing to have. It might be. That might be better.
1: I would argue that maybe some of those companies, I I don't know. It's tough with the companies, but I mean, like I freaked out when Trudeau bought that pipeline in Canada and then I'm like, you know what, maybe, you know, if we can get the government back, then maybe we should own the pipeline because I'd rather we all owned the oil at whatever it cost, and did it that way than have fucking Petro Canada own the oil. You know,
0: how like- how would it be? How would it be if Hillary Clinton won the election in America, and the whole federal government? Like, look at the stink that <laughs> Schumer and Pelosi are causing now, right? That's a good and point. They they are absolutely I- ideologues. They are dogmatic, and they have absolutely no qualms in publicly shaming the leader of their country in front of a world stage, laughing at them, right? So, if, imagine if. And I think this is the big bait and switch. So you can chalk it down first on this show. I've said it first. That, all right. That Facebook Facebook, and Twitter and YouTube are actually angling for regulation. They're angling for federalization, nationalization. Yeah, because they get as paid. They, yeah, they, they get paid out the door. Infinity money. They've got government money. Infinity money.
1: <laughs> and all the pressure's and off. It, now they don't have to get sued all over exactly. the place. Exactly
0: and they've become the market leader by de facto like that there's no monopoly, there's no yeah.
1: yeah
0: there's no competition and gab minds all of that they might as well all fuck off because they'll never have the money to compete with that level of funding and that level of of ubiquitous use so then it becomes like if it's adopted by a whole bunch of countries simultaneously and then it becomes this, the department of social media like the communication the global, direct,
2: almost the global. the global it's a, a global, way to send it globally
0: direct communication wing of every government worldwide. And everyone's on Facebook. They have all your movements, they have all your shop, they're in everybody's computer then, right? Every app that you use, every service that's online, you can sign into it with Facebook or Google or Twitter, right? And everything that you do then, Amazon and all of the stuff that you're buying, the government knows what you're buying and where you are. There's no fiddling your taxes anymore because they're like, hey, he reported that he had this much income and he fucking bought a flat screen TV on Amazon. What the fuck is going on? Like they're in your shit then. And Facebook well, not only and that, but they're work.
2: controlling the message then globally. Then exactly.
0: Then. And if you're part of the undesirables, it's federally decided you don't get it to be on that platform. You don't get to partake in society because it's a ubiquitous part of society you're not it's not a private company anymore. And imagine then if somebody who's tyrannical and dogmatic and and rabidly left leaning became the leader of the uh, you know of America and all of their all the different uh, uh, arms of government were all uh, democrat left leaning they'll just go onto twitter and just go everybody who's a conservative fuck off on your bike and you're going to have to wait 4 years to even get a chance to get back on it because it's federally regulated you're going to have to fill out fucking all these like b111 and you know, all these type of fucking no sorry you're going to have to go back and get the yellow form just to sign up to get a Twitter <laughs> account like this is the, this is the thing like this is the pub, the privately owned public space I think they're they're angling for regulation it does it does, it does why, uh, uh, what about? last night absolutely puts it out there because they're so secretive and yet they're so public like how can you lie to people's faces like that Facebook the same Mark Zuckerberg fucking Lizard Mark Sitting in in front of the oversight committee, lying his bollocks off about uh, Facebook's influence in these elections. Like to see now the power of social media and how absolutely unilaterally ubiquitous it is in everybody's life. It's in everything. You log into Facebook in your browser, and that motherfucker is looking at everything you do on your phone. Well, I was turn on your microphone without you being. You know.
2: I was thinking that, that I was thinking the bait and switch was from the meat the mainstream media like you we we started off this conversation by talking about a few main things that were really showing the bias and the hypocrisy of the mainstream media and how how fake it is and how they just jumped on and i thought thought it it seems so obvious it's like they're setting us up they're setting us up for for this this massive attention being put on how bad they are almost the same thing could it be could it be combined with that and the same thing happening with the mainstream media
0: what was it in 1984 the the the, the department of or the ministry of truth the ministry of truth yeah you know it was in every every aspect of your life you had a big screen and it would wake you up in the morning and, and tell you to do exercises and had a camera on it then you go around and you have screens all over the place telling you stuff giving you news we were always at war with eurasia like it's 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 you like uh, universal propaganda at all everywhere you go everything you look at it's telling you what you want to think and they're even going so far as like i don't know how many people have read or watched like 1984 it's essential viewing like you watch that shit and go no way no way all the movies are shit you gotta read the book uh I, I like, I like the movies too. Like I said, I'm is a, a new, audio I'd really
1: star. like to see like a new version of that
0: because the newest one is still like, yeah. a's, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't think they'll be able to make it the same way as the old one now because there's so many things that are so tongue in cheek, like on the fucking nose, you know. Uh, they made Fahrenheit Four Five One with Michael B. Jordan. Did you, did you, did you watch that movie? No. Yeah. Did you read the book? No. Apparently, four, five, one were they burn all? Where they burn all the books. They're trying to keep the knowledge away from people, and books are like you know contraband. Um, yeah, left out, the movie left out a lot of serious serious things because it was just too on the nose for today's politics. But like 1984, released in I think 1985, and has uh uh John Hurt is the star of it. I think he he was one of the Doctor Who's. And he works for the Ministry of Truth and he basically goes back through old news. And if someone is deep personed, someone did something wrong against the party, uh, they were they were erased from history, basically. Any good deeds they ever did, their whole profile was, was just deleted. They were taken from all these newspaper clippings and all this stuff. And you see that shit happening now. People are going back through yeah, Twitter threads yeah. and going, like this lad said, this thing, you lose your job, you lose your chance at the Oscars, Kevin Hart, Lord of Mercy, you lose you know, all your sponsorships and your advertising are, are worse. You just get disappeared. You get deplatformed and you have absolutely no recourse and you have no way of like regaining the ability to earn from, from your, your, your art or your craft again. Like that's too much power. And if it becomes federalized, that's, that's, it's mandatory power.
2: But but it also happens unintentionally. Like look, look what happened to Sargon and that big Patreon debacle, I mean, he he got deplatformed off you, that. And then how many other people got affected by that just because all of, because he was so big on Patreon, and then you had the other guys sort of follow suit there. And I was going to, I was wondering, did that affect you at all? Like that, just that, that transfer Not people off the platform? No?
0: Not one That's dollar. Good.
2: No, I thought it was complete bullshit. I mean, I, Tim, Tim I, I, Poole, I, stood, I mean, you watched Tim Pool.
0: I stand behind Patreon, I stand behind their actions. I don't think it was good to ban somebody for that, but I don't think it was Patreon's choice. Oh, I'm sure it was. They, it was from
2: old. It was like yeah. going back nine months yeah. again. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, it was it not was on their platform. Of, it was part of the adpocalypse stuff that's happening, and like I don't know how much time. What if it was coming left, from? Well,
2: yeah, we don't have a lot. But what if it was coming from Visa and Mastercard? I mean, should they be beholden to that's, those
0: guys? That's the thing. Who who's above Visa and Mastercard? Who's above well, PayPal? It, PayPal and Stripe. Well, like, and, still, Visa that's, and Mastercard. That's at the top. Hyper Irish. I don't know if they still own it but they're the lads they're the the the, the guys on the paper they're from limerick or whatever right and somebody from Stripe made a statement and said like come here uh, we were going to be the payment processor for uh subscribe star which is a patreon alternative when the shit was going down and people were bailing out of patreon and a lot of those conservative uh, you know diehard conservative uh creators on patreon did lose a good chunk of their money oh, right? yeah, and Stripe said we were going to go to Subscribe Star and those guys were going to go there, and then Stripe said, and we were told by our banking partners that we weren't allowed. Like who the fuck is saying that? Yeah, that we're not going to process the money. Who's who's in charge of stopping that money going through? And it just goes to show you, like who, those who are, uh, if you want to know who's in charge, look at who you're not allowed to criticize. Yeah. So you can't say anything about that shit because they'll just they'll bump you off. I have to say, I will hold my hands up. Patreon's great. They've been great to me. My patreons are fantastic. And uh, I pump out content the whole time, like 15, 16 posts a month, like one every two or three days. They're getting video content. They're getting audio content and getting behind the scenes stuff. We're doing live shows and Discord access and all that shit. I'm very happy. I still don't think Sargon should have been bumped for something that was done on a YouTube thing from months before, but I still maintain that I don't think that that was entirely their uh, agenda. And they haven't done that before that. And they haven't done that since... Lauren Southern was another one that happened with Patreon and that was a bit of a, a faux pas. Uh, and since it's turned out that the Italian government agreed with Lauren Southern's actions and banned that that uh, refugee ship from sailing in and out in Italian waters and docking on Italian shores, like it was legally made by the government to uh, to stop that um, because it was people being put in danger. But as far as YouTube goes, like the demonetization on YouTube for undesirable content is now at ridiculous like criminally biased levels and at the same time they're banning conservative talking points when they are allowing the monetization of this did you see this new this new uh uh, pedo gate uh, content scandal on youtube did you see that
1: no i I just banned youtube in my household though
0: yeah, man, I would definitely. If there's kids in the house, man, get that fucking YouTube kids gone, right? What's happening? What happened the last time was Elsa Gate. So you heard of Elsa Gate, which is like Frozen Elsa and Spider Man, and he's pissing in her mouth, and the Hulk and the Joker come over, and they all fucking run a train on on Elsa. And uh, you know, there's a bunch of dudes uh, that Ethan from H 3 H was making fun of called the Bradberries, the, the Bradbury brothers. And they were doing those fucking Superman and Elsa and Spider-Man and the Hulk videos. And they're making a fucking fortune showing up in YouTube Kids. But it was all like semi-explicit sexual content and everything. And then you had like Peppa Pig uh, uh, getting fucked up the arsenal. Uh all. But it looked like the cartoon it was showing up in YouTube Kids because people weren't reporting it because the kids were watching it on a... <laughs> they press play and it just goes on to the next like the queue is just again 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 and you go into some deep dark holes man there was ones where there was like operations being done and cesarean sections and fucking like plasticine penises and lads like damaging themselves and self-harm and everything right and that was Elsa like two years ago and then only a few weeks ago this guy came out i fucking can't remember his name now um he came out and he said uh there's some crazy pedophile shit going on on youtube where there's hundreds of thousands of videos of little kids doing the lollipop challenge which you can only imagine how sexually provocative that might be to a pedophile eating some some fruit pasty a lolly like a a, like a big ice cream dick right The, the lollipop challenge right you had the yoga challenge where you had to do the crab and you had to do like the splits and shit And the kids were making these videos and putting them up on youtube and then the pedos were going in and finding them and then going into the comments and leaving like coded messages in the comments or sharing like the kids would upload them the pedos would download them put them up on their own channels unlisted and then share the unlisted links on like other websites and in the comments of the unlisted youtube videos there was time codes to particular sections where the kids had their legs open and you could see their knickers or you could see their genitals uh there was certain sexually provocative sections of like the ice lolly challenge where the kid was like licking it up and down like you know in a, in a kind of a like a blowjob motion and the lads were leaving the fucking comments with like uh, uh eggplant splash hand smiley face And then leave in like three minutes and 42 seconds. So you go into the comments and you click on it. And it's some kid fucking eating a a lice lolly. And there was hundreds of thousands of these videos. And they were all monetized. And these lads are absolutely making a fortune. And it's all out in the open in public on YouTube. And you're like, what the fuck? So loads of advertisers started pulling all their ads. And people started then turning on this guy. He's some ginger guy. I can't remember his name. Richard something. It's easy to find, like, and uh, they started to turn on him, going like, "What's he saying? Like, he's at to ruin and this." And there's loads of things being demonetized. And now, YouTube are gone through another overhaul of their content management system, saying like, "How can we review this stuff? Just 300 hours." Well, because they're too busy reviewing
2: all the supposed hate speech or conservative views. I mean, really, That's like, it. what are they focusing on?
0: You know, so so where where do the priorities lie? Exactly. So you have to say. Are they capitulating to uh, like a pedophile agenda? Are they allowing that to happen? Was it the blind eye being turned? They obviously know it's there. It's being monetized. People are downloading and re-uploading and they can see the comments. Uh, they have a policy already in place that has anybody that has, uh, or any uh, videos that have minors in them. You're not allowed to have swear words. You're not allowed to have provocative messages in the comment sections. So what do you think the fucking treat, like the treatment YouTube took for that problem problem it was to disable the comment sections on videos that got flying not take them down not like delete the videos or ban the users just to delete the comment section so the problem can't persist but you can still share the unlisted links to kids doing yoga and eating fucking lollipops
2: well and it's getting worse with that other one that just came out yeah, the, all that stuff hidden eh, Darren. you were telling me about the other day that uh freaky looking humanoid talent kids to do oh, bad Momo.
0: Things. is it Momo? Momo?
1: Yeah. Momo I think or something yeah. like that I think
0: yeah. you know what I think Momo is a smoke screen for the real shit that's happening yeah Momo's that's what fake. I
1: kind of think too it keeps people yeah. looking for that instead of looking for the other stuff but
0: yeah. now it's you got a, a bunch of people making people those
1: videos now I mean it Momo does seem
0: for YouTube scandal instead
1: it, it does seem like sometimes it seems like they're lining up YouTube or something don't know what it is. You know what I think is YouTube just starts charging a hundred bucks a month to upload videos. I'll pay it and then we'll get rid of like 99% of the content. They can hire a couple fucking people and make sure that there's no pedo shit.
0: Yeah, I think it takes, like they've already gone away from the broadcast yourself model. It's it's not YouTube, it's our tube. And if you don't play ball, you're gone tube. Do you know, yeah. like it doesn't... <laughs> It's not the platform. It was the creators that are on it are not the creators that they were, and they're supporting now taking in celebrities like Will Smith and shit like that onto the platform, um, because they know they get numbers. I have to say, Jack Black, Sublime, a, a, an amazing YouTuber in the in the truest essence of original YouTube. Like he's coming on making videos hilarious, and he did it to hang out with his sons and have a bit of a crack. And he they made like four million subscribers in a matter of weeks. For Jablinski Games is the name of the, the the channel, and Jack Black is a fucking national treasure. But they have you know guys like Casey Neistat or MKBHD or Mr. Beast or even PewDiePie. Maybe not PewDiePie so much, but the other lads are being promoted all over the place. They're they're nationally known, um, but the platform is definitely like capitulating to the to the high, the the lowest common denominator uh, as far as revenue goes. And they're making content for kids. They're trying to make it child-friendly. The advertisers they're taking on are all child advertisers because the adults that were in their early 20s are, are in, in their teens in like 2006 and six and seven when YouTube was, was coming up. They're now in their late 20s and early 30s. And they don't have the time to sit around and watch <laughs> a whole bunch of fucking you know uh, uh, van life. Vlogs or whatever. I don't know, man.
2: I think more adults are moving away from cable, and that's where they're going is YouTube. I feel like that's still a possibility. YouTube.
0: No? YouTube last year tried to pivot into a TV station, and you can go on and get YouTube, uh YouTube Premium subscription, and you end up getting a bunch of fucking ter- like legacy media terrestrial TV stations. Like, what the fuck is that about? You're trying to still make, uh still make the old traditional, stick. yeah, yeah. That's mainstream what- media. Uh, 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 relevant and I love Mark Dice because he had every so often he goes on and goes look at Anderson Cooper doing a live stream on YouTube and he has like 330 viewers that'll show you who how many people give a fuck about that cunt
1: hey I we got 60 right, right now do you know
0: what Bro. I mean like catching we're, up we're on doing, Cooper we're doing a fifth of Anderson Cooper like fuck that cunt you know and a, he's a CIA plant as well by the way Anderson Cooper. Wait, have you said so like, much about
1: Luminary have you seen that because I find like that's like they're trying to be the Netflix of podcasts I feel like that's kind of destined to fall on its face as well
0: say, say, I, didn't, I didn't hear about that so no. like
1: Luminary or something like that is in an uh, like an app or a podcast It's going to be the it's thing, it's thing gonna where be you a, like a box a month and you get access to all these podcasters like Trevor Noah type podcasters. all these celebrities like it's, it's just, and then they're they're paying a bunch of existing podcasters a bunch of upfront money to come over to their platform. And the idea is the they want to give the money an of upfront
0: money, man. Like I wouldn't I don't think I I'd, I'd sell my podcast to something like oh, that. Oh fuck for,
1: no, not me either
0: for because th- then then they start like policing the content and stuff i'm glad it's behind a paywall and it's not out in the public space and i don't think i honestly don't think a, a, a quote unquote netflix of podcasting will work because no, podcasting, by it. its very essence exactly. is a free and open platform exactly there is no one ubiquitous measurement no, service or you can do it on itunes and spotify there's so many different hosts and
2: no, it's all these mainstream types no. that are that are moving onto the yeah. platform, trying to find a way to really monetize it as if it was a,
1: a legacy. You can you platform. can't you can monetize the shows, but you can't monetize the network.
0: No, and they're trying to. I'd say that we're trying to uh, uh, reverse engineer the f- the freedom of it, like they did with early internet or early YouTube, um, by trying to put in regulations and trying to put in standardizations like measurement statistics, and then if you don't play ball. They'll just take you off or whatever host. The problem with YouTube is it's a it's a homogenous system. Everybody's on the one, and it's a benefit in some way because you can get like really accurate analytics. And you know, between two thousand and nine and two thousand and thirteen is probably the golden age of YouTube. Uh, people were making the most money. It made fucking household names of thousands of people. It made millionaires of hundreds of people from a little website that has videos on it. Like it changed the face of media on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, and and now it's turned into like a, another spoke in the wheel of this um like politically correct uh police uh, internet police state and between that and the abolition of of net neutrality article eleven and thirteen in europe uh gdpr all these internet restrictions it's just it's just a way to um roll in the sprawling nature of the wild west of the internet like this is these are the the (laughs) all of us we've been out here man we've been out in the wild west making the towns and digging the shit ditches and you know uh, raising the barns and clearing the fucking brush and now all the cunts from the east coast are trundling over in their gilded coaches and planting flags like tom cruise and firing away With the shittest Irish accents you ever heard in your life, I'm over here to plant the flag. (laughs) Fuck off, Tom. Right, they're all coming over. They're all coming over in their fucking in their in their wagon trains, and just 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 taking it out from under us, man. We are we are the Chinese immigrants who built the railroads. We're the Irish who made the towns. Like we are, we gotta
1: unionize.
0: do you know we I mean maybe not unionize or nothing into that. Well point. yeah,
1: not something at, at least, like that. At least
0: like at least stake our claim and go no nah, you you uh, North Carolina dandy boy take your high stockings and fuck off back to the east coast where you belong like.
1: we get the right mix is, of mix of shows together we got a million. No, I'm glad listeners. you see that could, too we though. I, we haven't stand. really
2: talked about that a lot, yeah.
0: It's there, man. It's there. And I think podcasting should remain free and and uh, it will empower creators to be able to get on with uh, and make personal relationships with advertisers. So that like, if I say some shit on my show and somebody rings up one of my advertisers and go, did you know he said that shit? They'd be like, yep. Amwa, Yeah. Yeah. Amwa,
2: Next. Moi. Yeah.
0: You know, I've very, I, I find I have a very positive relationship with anything to do with advertising or hosting. I, I work with all those companies. I communicate well, and I am aware that I can say some shit that might annoy some people. Yeah. But nobody's going to get to try and demonetize me, like you know. I'm not saying that in particularly controversial. Like I'm not out to to provoke people. Yeah. But somebody can listen to this show or listen to my own podcast, and f- f- you know, find a clip like a Kevin Hart job from 2011 some shit I said on a fucking show years ago and just be like, did you know he said this? Oh, and well, that's why we're listener supported. I mean, turn up yeah, with your pitchforks, yeah, man, you know?
2: Yeah. So before we let you go then, what, tell us a bit more about your podcast, uh, sort of quickly. You, you go into some really deep dives. I mean, you, you take a topic and you spend like four or five hours talking about it on your show. And you're also, yeah, fondant. you want some
0: Adderall to listen to my one boy. When you get those, get those Ritalin tablets and squash them up into powdered lines and settle in for the long haul uh those conspiracy guys is uh like produced and and presented by me gordon rochford um and the remit of the show is basically to, to like i i have uh a, a quote-unquote encyclopedic knowledge of conspiracy theories i do try my best to, to to maintain my my knowledge and to open my horizons and look at as many different conspiracy theories as possible but it's a history podcast it's a comedy podcast it's a Commentary on society and culture. We talk about, you know, all the, the classics like JFK and 9 11. And we talk about some true crime stuff like Madeline McCann and, um, you know, the death of Princess Diana. And we've more recently, in the last maybe year and a half, uh, parlayed a whole different true crime section where there's two hour podcasts about like serial killers and about certain true crime cases that happened. Um, we take the stuff off the internet and ruin our browser history so you don't have to. That's the, the kind of the tagline. Uh, looking up shit about Jimmy Savile and, and the BBC paedophile scandal and then burning your computer in a trash bin out, out the back of your house. <laughs> you know, like the awfulest things. But I do like to, to do the research. I do like to get deep on some of the stuff and take it from all the angles. Like you heard from the conversation this evening, there's so many ways to look at something. Yep. And I yep. think if you're willing to look past a headline on Facebook and go like, Yeah, this does this to this. Okay. And then you just say that to everyone ad nauseum. Like, you're not doing anyone a service, at least of all yourself, because, like, you know, you're not informing yourself. I'm giving people the tools uh, to be able to find these things uh, for themselves, introduce them to stuff they may not have heard of, or maybe clarify a few bits from stuff that they heard something vague about. I get a lot of conspiracy people in Going like oh, you need more conspiracy stuff. Like we want more aliens and more this than yeah, that. Yeah. In every season, I have a fourteen episode season, and in every season there's kind of like an, an amuse bush like a tapas of of different uh, conspiracy topics. And I mean, you could read some of the some of the titles there. There's like ones on like propaganda. We talk about Bernays and and uh, you know everything that we've talked about tonight. Um, for the last hundred years, they've been doing this shit. Like we have a a, a kind of I think it's a four part over over two years a four parts uh congruous set of episodes on money so there's one on like early money and gold and what gold is and how money was created like it's like pressed salt discs and shit like that like cool history shit yeah and then the next one is about jp morgan and the creation of the federal reserve and then the next one's about like the the economic crash in 2008 so it's like it's not your traditional conspiracy stuff it's not all fucking uh, sasquatch and Fox Mulder, um, I think there's something there for everybody. It's a round table conversation with co- comedians and, and uh, like public, public broadcasters and figures and friends of mine from, from around Ireland and around the world who come in and they have chats and, you know, we do our research, we have considered opinions. Uh, we talk at at length, exhaust every opportunity to, to converse. And at the end, which I think is the magic is we get it off the fence. And we give our own personal, Kind of uh, summation of the information that we found, which I think a lot of people don't do. A lot of people will just, a lot of conspiracy heads and and shows like that will just, like I don't know, man. That's just the facts. Like you read into it what you will. I'm not going to come down definitively on one side or the other. You could sh- like, I I think if I'm going to talk for that long and give as many opinions <laughs> on on the bits all the way along, that I should be able to fall on one side of the fence or the other, whether yeah. I believe it or not. Yeah. From tonight like I still think vaccines are a good thing and I I will yeah. argue that point until I'm proven wrong. Um people out there listening are probably like
1: you fucking dumbass. Oh, well, the other half of them are really? calling me a fucking dumbass. So we could probably yeah, keep this thing going. So. Let's let's do like we'll do another show in a few months and we'll do just we'll just 5 hours. Yeah, we'll hours do a 5 vaccines. hour vaccines. <laughs> I'll get my pile of papers ready to go. You get your yeah. we'll, we'll live stream this motherfucker. Absolutely. And but I I, I I think the show is and we just out won't call each other retards and you know show people that we can disagree for five hours and uh, and
0: then that's what it's all about man it's about the conversation and it's about like getting people in who are maybe not experts on it to look at the stuff on the internet for the first because the internet is full of this stuff it's all out there and i think with how, how it's how the walls are closing in now like the like the trash compactor in star wars we're like what the fuck are we doing like where's all this information going and soon enough that stuff won't be able to be found yeah. i'm finding my google searches well my DuckDuckGo duck go searches are becoming narrow and narrow and narrow and returning fewer and fewer results that are pertinent to what i'm looking for like the internet is closing in on these kind of topics social media is closing in on these kind of topics and if we don't keep that shit alive like folk yeah. music yeah. Yeah. uh it's going to disappear you know yeah
2: Awesome. But Thanks so
0: out. much. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, conspiracy guys.com has everything. We're on all the social medias yeah. and, uh, you know, come and, come and have a listen, give it, give, give it one of the newer ones a go with better audio. The first seasons are, are a little bit ropey. Uh, but if you want to try one, uh, pick your favorite topic and, uh, put away four or five hours and get right into it. Right. The Vatican is is one of the most popular. There's one on the Illuminati. There's one on uh, marijuana. That's one of my particular favorites. Um, propaganda is quite good and if you're you have the horn for the stuff I talked about tonight the cultural Marxism one will probably get you really mad yeah
2: yeah right on Mad, mad, mad. thanks man keep in touch and let us well, know when you come say, over actually, to North America
1: because go. Gordon's going to release it as well for okay, any yeah. of the conspiracy yeah I'm going to release this on this, so you tell us about your show yeah the conspiracy guy crowd if you guys want to come check out the Grand America show head over to grandamerica.ca or grandamerica.com or iTunes or whatever just search Grand America we're everywhere We do an interview every week where we interview someone. We usually spend about a half an hour focusing on listener stuff in the beginning. Some people love it. Some people hate it. There's always a timestamp in the show notes to skip it if you want to. And uh, yeah, we're all listener supported. Just like, well, I guess you're doing ads a little bit these days. We just still just do value for value because we're lazy.
2: Well, no, we do. No, yeah. We talk to a lot of we different answer, uh, different answer, people answer. with different topics. I mean, very it's just stuff we're interested in. All kinds of topics ranging from spirituality and uh, conspiracies and UFOs and yeah, it's just a bit of everything.
1: Graham's a real character. You'll love him.
0: There's some there's some re- like really interesting, um, not well known interview guests, and I would like in your show to uh, like a little bit more of a. Kind of a loosey goosey uh, higher side chats. A lot of the fans of TCG jump into higher side chats because it, it has the guys that I only talk about on our yeah, show. Yeah, Um But I was looking through some of the guys and girls that you have on your show, and they wouldn't be like super well known as far as conspiracy heads go. But holy shit, man! It's some roster of people. Like,
1: yeah, there's it's hundreds amazing of shows and Sometimes it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's been really good. Yeah. This will yeah, be number three thirty. Five, I think, yeah. or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's heavy going, man. You know, that's a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of yeah. content. Yeah. Um. So I'll put up links and all that stuff in the description below on the uh those conspiracy guys uh channel for for Grammarica as well.
1: Thanks, man. Right on. Well, it's been a blast. We'll let you get to sleep and let's do this again soon. Absolutely, lads. Thanks, man. Okay. Buddy. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. You know, next time. We got to, uh, next time we got to get Carl Wood and Tripoli. We should do like all four. Wow, that'd be crazy. That'd be fucking, it could be yeah. a blast. It could be an absolute blast. Uh, that was our chat with? That was our chat with Gordo from the Conspiracy Guys. Check it out. Support the show, guys. goamericaca slash support. We need your support. We'll keep it short and sweet. Yeah, you got, we got, it's great to be able to
2: chat with somebody like that when we don't agree on things and, you know, we're both kind of open to the other side a little bit.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We love it. Support the show. Check out those conspiracy guys. Do all the stuff in the show notes. Be kind. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next week.